0: Everyone. Welcome to episode 156 of the Bench Time Podcast with Tom Brett Wiley of, H- of uh, Wiley Scale Customs.
1: We gotta hurry up because it's Thanksgiving and we need to get down and get over and, and just
0: relax and have a beer and relax. It's well, I am already there. already had one of them ready, so we're ready to go. Two or three,
1: yeah.
0: Alright, well, not, not on this side of the world. But, um, <laughs> alright guys, thanks for that really fast intro. It is episode 156 of the Bench Time Podcast with oh. yours truly, again. Um... We are not going to have YouTube video this week because we are um,
1: busy bobbing our heads.
0: We're not. We're, we are not that organized yet, and um, we don't have our camera set up. We don't have any of that shit ready to go. I do have. I do have uh, one thing I want to clear up. We had a couple questions about not uh, from a bunch of different people about the continuation of the format of our podcast. It will yeah. always be on audio forever. What uh, um, so it'll always audio. It'll always be on every 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 podcast app. So no matter how you want to listen to it. Um, yeah. I had a I had a, I probably had a dozen people message me about it. Yeah. Or more, um, and we had some people on the overtime page too, as well, a group as well asking you know what direction it was going. It, I get it. But I you know it.
1: This is what they've
0: always had. Yeah. You
1: know, so this is what they want. So, and a lot of people. I don't like change. But, I mean, I like change, but you know what I'm saying.
0: I mean, I changed I, my underwear. I like that kind of change. Well, no, I know what I'm saying. I, I like change, but... So, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. i old school, too. I like my old school. Let's, so clarify, like the, let's clarify this real quick. So, we're not leaving the audio format ever. No. But we do want to start doing YouTube video uh, of our podcast. Kind of like how you'll see some other major podcasts uh, do video interviews. Right. Um... You can still listen on the audio version and still get the same quality because what we're going to do. And actually, I think Dan Pugach brought this up. You know, if we're going to explain something like we did in the past, it's great because we have YouTube and we can show like a model that we're working on. We can show a technique we're doing in the middle of our podcast. Right. That's what I want to get it towards. Right. Um, Some of the camera stuff we have. Uh, I'm working I, I at work, at my real work. I have a, a program I use um, that allows me to put multiple inputs in and control video through that. And what would be really ideal is to create more of a learning podcast on YouTube. And then if you're listening to the audio version and you want to see what we're talking about later, because um, maybe. You go you, back over there and watch it. Well, you can find that spot in the. Po- so, say we're talking about a demo. I'm just going to pick something out of thin air. Say we're demonstrating how to put mortar on um, a brick, a laser-cut brick structure. Right. Well, on the podcast, we'll always talk about it the way we used to talk about it. But on the YouTube version of the podcast, we're going to – I want to set it up where, like, you can have your camera tilted and you can actually show that technique you're talking about. Right. On the podcast, like on the YouTube version. Right. So that way if you're listening and later you want to get on YouTube – uh, on your, at your own free time when you're able to you can always find that part of the show and then do that watch yeah. that um, bookmark it watch it later um, so so, but we're always going to be in the, doing the same same things we always did yeah. with that I will say we are I, I need to start working more with OBS uh, it's a broadcast it's a free broadcast software that I've used at work a bunch and um, I'm going to set it up it's really slick. It allows us to do a higher end production on YouTube than just like the Zoom call looking type thing. Um, so we will we will do that. I, I, there's just some setup that we need to get underway. Um, and, and if we're gonna put it out there, I don't want it to. I want it to be nice. So, okay. Um, I just wanted to clarify that because we did have a bunch of questions about that. Next cool. next thing. Bullhorn announcement: We are going bullhorn. to well, real quick too. We are going to um, my dad and I are going to start doing show notes beforehand, so that way we can follow like a a little bit of a, a script, not scripted. You know what I mean? Yeah. An unscripted script. So bullhorn announcement: We got a bullhorn announcement this week. Um, I'll let my dad run with this one because he's always the best at them.
1: Yeah, we did search around. We tried to find anything new, and nobody else contacted us, but. Um, Fox models has a special tonight, uh, or this weekend, I guess, black Friday special. Um, it is, um, you know, free with any purchase, it's a, you know, any $50 purchase, uh, I uh, lost it. There you go. Uh, you get this special, uh, black Friday, um, version of Keens gas. It's a gas station, a little mini gas station. And it's pretty cool. On the roof, it says fixed flats. And you have to go to their website, uh, FoscaleModels.com, and um, and go check it out. But um, I've done these in the past myself where I've actually bought something from him uh, during Thanksgiving. He usually runs one every Thanksgiving this year, no exception. And uh, he is doing one um, as well. So you buy $50 worth of his product, um, and he gives you a free kit and uh, the, and, and, there, and you can't get that kid again. Of, what's that? You can't no, get that kid again. He never. He never runs that out. So then he's also on top of that giving you ten percent off of a standard HO and O scale kit. But the cool thing is this little Keens gas station. It's uniquely built. I mean, it's just a I really mean, cool what kid of his isn't? Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's got lots of signage. Big wall signs on the sides of the walls. Um, a gas pump. The whole works. It's pretty cool. And uh, it would fit in any little nook and cranny of a city or a country. It's pretty neat. Go check it out. Foscale Models. And it is a Halloween. Oh, Halloween. DG's. Uh Black Friday. After Thanksgiving special. I guess it's going to happen. Um, it's a limited offer. And it's for six days only. It ends... On the thirtieth of uh, of November, very so nice. Until the end of Monday, and uh, so it's from now till the end of Monday. Very or nice. Then, I guess today Wednesday. Nice. So cool. Um, yeah, go definitely go check that out and uh, see what that's about. And if, you, like I said, if you want a unique kit, it's neat because you order you order one of 60 sixty dollar, seventy dollar kits or whatever, and then you're getting a smaller kit with it. It's a cool little gift, and if you are a wife or a, hu- a wife or a husband, um, if you are a spouse of of a model builder, and you're listening to this show, it might be a cool gift idea. You get the, you get your husband or model building wife uh, a kit, and they they also get a small uh, version of the you know this free kit. With, yeah. with, so they're getting two for the price of one. It's pretty cool.
0: It's a nice so, uh, if you if your wife's looking for a cool stocking stuffer. Yeah. It's a stocking stuffer kit.
1: Right, exactly. Nice. There's not going to be any direct, Just like all of his free kits that he does with these things. No directions. There will there'll be no directions, I'm sure. Nice. Um, but they're usually pretty... You look at the photo, it's pretty self-explanatory with the parts you get. So, you know, check it out. Cool. That's it. That's our bullhorn. I love it. Um. Yeah. So,
0: what's on just your bench?
1: reminder... I, I will further that bullhorn. Oh, just go just ahead. Just a reminder because... Um, uh, Ron Kleiss of Mind Mount Models does have Wiley's Tavern. It
0: so is also a very out. unique kit. Awesome. We
1: talked about it last week. I'm going to do it again this week because, because, and I'm just saying, we didn't make the announcement yet, but late, it, this winter, after the holidays and stuff, so- <gasps> We may be doing a build with it. We are going to do a build. Are with you this talking about
0: a group build again? A group build. Nice. We're so I a know a lot of you guys have been hungry for us to do a group build again. So this is a great opportunity, and um, we're kind of partial to the name of the kit.
1: Right, and it's pretty cool. We're going to build this thing, and uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I'm probably looking for. We didn't announce it yet officially
0: uh, I, I will announce s- it. I will so say we're going to do it like February I think I will say one thing this time for the group builds it's going to be a lot different um yes. so my dad doesn't know this yet surprise dad but yeah. Yeah. um with our zoom subscription that we have we will now have the capabilities of live streaming the the um, live, live streaming the group build on YouTube and Facebook oh. at the same time. Well that's cool. So if you aren't on Facebook, which I know many of our listeners are for whatever reason, you decide to not be on Facebook, uh, we will also be able to live stream this on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Now, if you buy this beautiful kit, like the holidays,
0: you may want to hold off if you
1: want to do the, the live build with us. Till the new year. Okay, before you build it. Yeah. No, not, no, we're gonna do it probably in February first first week of February. Well, that's part. Of that. that's, I mean, that's
0: that is the new year,
1: right? But I want to give it my time <laughs> to buy it or whatever. I, I know, you get it for the holidays. or You ordered it for Christmas. Maybe I'm saying hold off building the thing until we do it. Unless you just want to go nuts with it, go go ahead, and you can jump on there with us anyways and give us the hints on what you did when you build it. But we talked to Ron about this already, and uh, that's something we're gonna. We're we'll gonna look to do. Uh, I'll give you all the details of it later. So
0: that's it. That. Nice, nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, what's on your workbench? Is that what's next here? Yeah, man. What's on your workbench? I
1: pull my thing back up.
0: Yo, no one wants to see you pull your thing that back did, up.
1: That does not sound good.
0: We all get a little older. Things, you know, hang down a little different. But you get on, we don't want right, to. don't want to. You right, don't want to pull right. it up.
1: Let's get away from. <laughs> Uh, On My Bench is Porter Brothers Company Store from Foscale Models. It is uh, is the additional part. Like, when you order his limited run kit, it always has the option to add, well, last couple years anyways, he's had an option to add an extra, uh, it costs a couple extra bucks, but it's well worth it. You get an extra kit, uh, building kit, with the main limited runs kit. So uh, this uh, with Brush Rock Falls two years ago, it was this, the Porter Brothers Company Store Grocery Store. And that's what uh, I am building. Um, it is a cool looking, it's looking really, really sweet right now. Um, I have, uh, it, it's neat. The storefront is all laser front. It's, a, it's like a company store. It looks like a general store kind of, but um, I don't know. It's, it's better than a general store. Uh, but you know, it has, it has um, a really cool storefront with a lot of detail on it, mm-hmm. like uh, columns and um, you know some some nice woodworking. It's all laser cut, so it's like layered. And it's, you you glue one layer on top of another layer under over another layer, and it has you know it just gives you the depth of that storefront, and it, it's pretty cool. Um, I like it. It's, That's it's, it's pretty little, cool. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those laser front things that you'll get from a, from a Foscale models or laser cut stuff from, uh, I know that, um, uh, Jeff Grove does that as well with Carolina Craftsman kits on some stuff. Um, and, and they all do. I, I mean, I've built laser, I built some laser cut, uh, pieces like that from, um, Kenny Crump's Casey's workshop. And, uh, you know, so, so they, they do this. Okay. Um, and and they they bring you a different level of detail sometimes this storefront did that um it it's just really it's really pretty cool um I liked it um it's unique so uh and it gives it a different look rather than just buying a plastic storefront and sticking it on the front or
0: oh shit hang on <laughs> what are you doing? Hang on, oh damn it hang on, damn it. <laughs> Oh, what are you, watching? No. you guys have caught me. I've been caught. What were you watching? <laughs> I just wanted to throw something up on the TV down here, and I thought the volume was turned down because uh, okay. I, I, I like having a TV on while I'm down here. Cause it, so, I don't know. What
1: sport was that?
0: It's uh, Ivy League football. Oh. Princeton versus Dartmouth.
1: So, anyways, back to that. <laughs> you're a <you're> beard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only my son.
0: So, yo, this um, game is lit, though. It's Princeton, man. They're ranked 14th in the Ivy League. Okay, in the Ivy League, yes. <laughs> and they're just like the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: That's a, that's a scary <laughs> thought. Anyways, all so, right. Um, it's. Anyways, this uh, storefront turned out really nice, but the top of the roof is very unique. It's got. Uh, a different, a lot of different. It's got a little bit of a different roof line with some some dormers on it, a big giant flat shed like dormer on the top on the one side, um, and all the shingles on it, uh, on the main roof, uh, going in two different directions of main roof. Uh, it's 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 just really neat. You have to go look at. It. I'll I'll post photos, um, but the it's a diamond the diamond uh, shingles, the laser cut diamond shingles, and they look beautiful. It's, I had the main part of it done. I just finished it up before the podcast. And the diamond, the diamond shingles um, are annoying. Okay? Because you need to match the points of the diamond up to on each layer as you go across. Right? Um, and, and it's tedious and it takes a long time. Okay? But when it's done, it looks badass. I don't know. It, it just looks... You know, I didn't even start to weather it yet. And I can look at it like this, and I'm like, "Wow, that looks cool!" Without even putting any weathering on, it. it's just painted like uh, gray and black. It's like I, I, the directions for this kit said to take the shingles that are laser cut and uh, take a light spray dusting of of your of your black, so it leaves like black speckles all over, it, and then go over it with the the gray and do it. And you'll get this really, really neat gray-black kind of – it looks nice. It's a cool shingle. Um, right, anyways, it's done. That part of it's done. And uh, I just got to build the dormers and stuff. i put a front porch thing on the, the front uh, steps and like a deck porch in the front. And I'm going to do that. And uh, this baby should be done. It's, it's, it's a really neat, cool structure, not hard to build. Uh, at all but it's um it's got a lot of character it's it's a neat it's a neat structure if you if you like general stores this is a cool structure I love now, it. you can't just go buy this individually you have to buy the limited run kit yeah yeah um, just for example though just because I don't you might not be able to pick this kit up on your own unless you buy the limited run or find it for sale somewhere doesn't mean you can't use the same kind of features yeah I think if you go like for for diamond cut shingles, you can go to several websites best for one is example, and you can buy some laser cut shingles and uh, that are diamond and and do this and if you haven't done it, you know give one of your buildings that look with the diamond cut shingles. I think you'll be uh sufficiently happy with the result you get from it. It'll add a different look too to all your other rooftops for that same regards they have one that looks like fish scales too Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh and do that you can also if you don't feel like buying them already cut laser cut you could probably make them if you bought some pinking shears or borrowed your wife's pinking shears if she's a sewer and uh cut paper to in with the pinking shears and you'll get that same diamond cut and what you do is you take a point
0: we don't recommend, yeah. though, taking your wife's pinking shears because she'll probably stab you with them later after she found out yeah, that you cut them. There's a chance of that. Well, any, you cut anything well, but fabric with them. There's
1: a chance of survival, though, if you're stabbed with pinking shears. There's a good way
0: to survival. <laughs> that's, a blunt, like a... Yeah, but that's a blunt force wound. That's a tough, that's a painful wound. <laughs> that's not one that you can't stitch that one real easy. That's not a good stitch.
1: No, no, it's gonna be rough. It's kinda of like getting a bayonet in a civil war. Yeah. Where it uh at least a giant hole that can't catch up. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh to man. Get a All right. Try to get a <laughs> anyhow, so it's um anyhow, um, you know, try try your hand at some of the different shingles uh combinations that you can buy out there, like the like what we just explained. Um, I think you'll be surprised when you'll see you get some different looks from your building rather than just doing um your straight um hard paper roof you know so roll roll paper roof so you know give it a shot try some different shingles but this is a this is a cool kit and it doesn't mean you can't you can also buy laser cut wind laser cut windows and doors and storefronts and things yeah from some of the manufacturers i know that they have them i think um what's that company well steve millie steve miley has them oh steve miley has them yeah that's what i was thinking about And he has them as well. He has laser cut doors and windows and things like that. Try them out because you get like different depths and things like that. Uh, and different looks than what you get with your, you know, with the standard windows we always see on a lot of buildings.
0: If you guys are looking for those ones, it's railscalemodels.com. R A I L hyphen scale hyphen models.com. That's the laser cut window uh, manufacturer. Yeah,
1: go check that out. He's got
0: out, a copy. ton of shingles manufacturer. He manufactures shingles, windows, uh, doors, yeah. storefronts, a whole bunch of crazy awesome cool building supplies. you'll find cool cool it as
1: well on Carolina Craftsman Kits on KC. Yeah, you yeah. you find it on. On well, Doug Foscali's uh, Foscale models, you'll yeah. find it at Bar Mills. You're I just think, find them at different sites.
0: I think too. I think Rail Scale has a large a large variety of them.
1: Yeah. Don't just look at the HO scale kits that they have on look their at the details. Go check out their
0: detail page. So, check out their websites. All right, let's talk about what's on my bench because we're getting away from yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do it, man. Well, I mean you you were flapping your yams there forever on on a whole bunch uh, yams. of yams? Yeah. You're
1: thinking about yams tomorrow.
0: Yo, I am Thanks. ready for some you know what my favorite Thanksgiving dish is? Mm mm. Let's talk about that Don't. for a minute. No,
1: no, 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 no. Don't because it's on our questions.
0: Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'll wait. I'll wait. Thanks for holding me back.
2: Yep.
1: All right. What's on my bench? Like a mouthful of beer. I was trying to swallow it quick before I could before you could spit it out.
0: Oh. But All right, well, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to touch so I'm not touching that 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 statement <laughs> just there I'm trying to swallow it quick before he could spit it out. No,
1: you don't have to cuz somebody else is going to do that. We're going to
0: get an email. Scott Perry us. will say that should be on a shirt. All right. <laughs> so what's on my bench? This one's going to come out of not out of nowhere cuz he was on our show not too long ago, but um I am working on Monster Model Works bonded warehouse and storage. Back, oh cool. The background flat kit. I gotta do that. I gotta do one of them too. But I'm putting a twist to it. What? I'm not making a background flat kit. Oh, what well, do you do? You make it into a new kit. I, I cut it in I cut it into four walls. Oh. And I'm turning it into a rectangular building. Oh cool. I mean it's gonna be I mean it's a it's a small rectangle. But um nice. I i it's actually not even a rectangle it's more of a what's it it's a trapezoid fo- shaped.
1: If you go to his website you'll be able to get he I think he has tips for how he, to paint it and stuff.
0: He has on tips it. on how to paint the brick. Yeah. 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 Very 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 well done videos too. Right. Um right. but uh yeah so I'm doing the Monster Model Works um bonded warehouse and storage kit. Oh, that's cool! And it's gonna fit, so it's actually going to be a two-level building. Um, yeah. I'm gonna use it down there, you know that corner between the the terminal and the upper part of the city, that weird little triangular area where the tunnel comes yeah. out from the trains. Yes, I'm gonna put it there, and the the height, the top wall, the top of that wall, Dad meets the top the. The, the top layer of the of the of the layout. So I'm oh. going to use that, and I'm going to make another building that goes on top of the roof of that building. Oh, nice! So it'll be a it'll that that roof will be the bottom of another kit above it.
1: Oh, kind of like what I want to do down there yes. on that one end. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna
1: start doing some more of that kind of thing since we have different. We have like a bi-level
0: of we. Of, we have more than that. We city. have like we technically have four layer four layers yeah. of city. Right. Um, right. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to turn that into a multi-dimensional building. Where
1: lower ones build into the bottom ones. Yeah, yeah. Like I have one that's going to be. What is that one down there? It's. Um, you have the the dance hall. The Dance hall on the bottom. That's the one that also came. That's another one that also came with the uh, Rust Rock Pauls. Yeah. But I'm going to put the dance hall on one lower level. And then on the top level, I am going to have um, the – that's the jazz – Foxgill Models jazz place. What's that one called?
0: I think it's just Um, the jazz club. Jazz club. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to put the jazz club on the top. So that way, when you go in the jazz club, you have the option of going downstairs. We're going to put a little outdoor uh, stair, you know, well, so in case stairwell that you know sticks out. You, you know what I mean? What do they call yeah. these things?
0: Enclosed yeah, and stairwell,
1: enclosed stairwell down to down to the lower level, and you can either go down to that from the lo- from the enclosed stairwell, or you know, you can use your imagination and think that you know, downstairs is the Is a dance hall, and upstairs is a jazz uh, jazz
2: music.
0: Yeah, I think that's something important, though, that we need to start doing more uh, on our layout. Uh, And it's something that, you know, I think all of us could do more as modelers and building our layouts or dioramas is, like, if you have a city, if you have an old city that's, um, you know, close and kind of clustered, and building, and you, you 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 run out of horizontal space, and these cities would go vertical. Yeah. So you would have buildings that are kind of lumped in, around, and on top of each other. Um, yeah. So so I think I think it's important, especially a if prime you're
1: example, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Especially if you're building on a hillside, or, or or like we have a we have a couple hillsides. So using other buildings to back up against or underneath other buildings above them is uh it has a really cool look and what i think it makes it do is it makes those smaller buildings that are like me, you know maybe a one-story a large wide one-story building mm-hmm. normally by itself you know separated from the rest of the other buildings where there it would be a you know like on a city block and there's nothing on top of it or around oh, it yeah, yeah. it makes that building doesn't it it seems less significant but when you right. start to if you if you can stack a structure in a way that visually makes sense okay i get it somewhere out there listening there's an engineer that's going to say well that would never support that thing and that structure but it's right. it's like what we talked about with uh, a lot of these large layouts the iconic layouts it's not necessarily always you know engineering wise a feasible building but yeah if it makes sense to the eye and it Adds to the art, you know, the artistic side of the build.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do it, yeah. As long as it makes sense, though. You can't. It has to make some sense. We don't, you know, we don't need to go into the engineering uh, prowess of the building below it to make sure it could hold up a structure above it. Right. it. It just needs to be visually. Your eye and your brain need to look at it and think, yeah, that makes sense. But what it does, what I'm getting back to is. It makes those smaller buildings that are kind of holding up those bigger buildings on the sides of hills and stuff yeah. feel heavier and big, like more important.
2: Right.
1: It also it adds a contrast from eye an eye perception.
0: Well, it adds weight to things. Yeah. When you see stuff and it's like, man, that building supporting or that structure, that substructure below it is supporting that other structure above it. It makes yeah. that building below it seem a lot heavier. Like that's oh, a yeah. that's a beast that's a that's a yeah. beast of a building, oh, sure. and it, you know it just makes it it makes your city look more like robust. You know right. what I mean? Right. So um, and like you like said, said it, and like you said, it adds some it adds some dimensions to your city that like you know, your eye is drawn to it. Like wow, look at that that building's yeah. resting on that other building.
1: Right. Well, just a prime example. Go to uh, Dirt Spot dot seven yes okay and check out james powell's buildings that he's been putting out recently which is just mind-blowing um it's grungy um there's a lot of there's a lot of uh it's it, he pr- he pr- promotes grunginess and um it's you know it's it's weathered heavy and it's it, it but these are and they're old looking structures that are just beat like you go to a
0: you go, derelict. You know, they look derelict. You
1: go to derelict sections of, of towns and stuff. And this is what he's got one out now. It's got, you know, several. We, we talked to him and I actually. Um, I gave him a. He was looking for. Um, he built this one building. They it, it looked like maybe they were DPMs at one time. And I guess he wanted to take them and, and just kind of do them up. I'm going to do one myself, by the way. Um, you and I talked about that last week. I'll get to that. But. Um, he takes these um, DPM style buildings and he's totally repainted them and reweathered them and put the put the you know pe- peeling paint effects and all these effects that you're going to get with things like um, you know your A- ammo by MIG uh, stuff that's out there your 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 different products that are out there for um, your, your military modeling or your um, fine scale modeling they call that um, so. You know, those kind of products, he's using a lot of that, but then he's using a lot of everything. And he, and he got this one building that it's all white. Did you see that one, Brett? Yes. The, the storefront and the, the upper building is all white. It's like white, and it's like grungy white, like it was painted white over the brick, you know? And and this paint's peeling, and it, it's on a downward slope, and the concrete steps are all grungy and grody and, and, and cracking apart have the – uh the uh, mold and mildew on the, on the concrete of it. And just that, you know, hasn't been used. It's boarded up the windows and doors and stuff are boarded up. It it, it just looks like any, I'll tell you what, it looks like some of the sections of Harrisburg, PA that we live nearby. Okay. And so he had another building right next to it and he was going to repaint it. And I put a comment up uh, to him and sent one to him saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe try uh, like an orange type brick. Uh, to counter it. And I don't know how well received it was or you know whatever. He he said he's gonna try it, right? And um I said, you know, try it because he he asked for suggestions on the on, on the next building. Mm-hmm. He had a picture he had he had it way the way it was originally painted and he's gonna redo it and it, it's right up against the white one. And it fits a street corner. Okay. And it has a storefront with a corner front, you know, the corner door. Mm-hmm um, but what he did was he, he's building them on a slope, ones on top of another. He's got some other old wooded structures on the top of them, and if you look from the backside, it's even more intense uh, on these because it has like um, a, a wood structure on you know, clapboard wood on the bottom and and or or um, shingled w- walls on the back, and just all kinds of goopy stuff, and it, it looks like the back section of a derelict neighborhood, you know, from the alley view. Right. You know, it, it's cool. So I grew up in a town like that. Well, I didn't grow up in it, but my, you know, I had grandparents that lived in a section of a town that, you know, where I went out there to visit them and it, it, their house was nice, but some of the other ones were around that weren't so nice. And I used to run those alleys when I was a kid growing up in the city, uh, when my parents were working and, um, You know, I've seen this kind of look uh, that he's he's trying to deliver. It wasn't exactly a rich part of the neighborhood. Uh, My grandfather, at one time it was, but my grandfather, as he got older, he couldn't upkeep on the house. And this is what it looked like, this whole thing looks like that neighborhood. And it's exactly what you're saying about how one structure is making the other one look heavy, even though it's smaller, right? And so he painted it orange, and by the way, the contrast on it, between the two it compliments it's perfect right but he did it and uh he did, he killed it and uh you, you did you see the did you see the photo it's he put facebook. up facebook it's called dirt dirt, dirt spot dot seven
0: did you it's see the picture C- that dirt he Spotted spot two different words did you see the picture that he put up of um the 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 fence in front of the one building today
1: uh i did not man oh man oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's the you, building that i'm talking about yeah, you I'm put, at right now. i know you put the
0: chain, put link, chain fence link fence up in front of it that's 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 super cool
1: super cool the whole scene looks like something out of the hill out in harrisburg it really does yep I mean, it does, it's it's pretty cool um anyhow if you got a chance i'm sure like many other cities no matter if you go to what uh, Detroit or Los Angeles and sections of Los Angeles or 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 wherever, you know every city's got its sections. This is it, man. Um, yeah, this is this is what this is this is an art form, and what he what he projects, what we all try and project, is an art form. But he is he is showing weathering on a different side. Uh, you got to go check it
0: out. Yeah, Dirt Spot Seven links in the fi- in the show notes. All yeah. right. What is... We have that. Yeah. What's the product of the week? What do you got for product of the week? I got mine ready. Well,
1: I have one other thing to say on the heels of what I just told
0: you. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, at your house, <laughs> the basement,
1: we were there this last...
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
2: Oh,
1: at your house, on, last week, we did some work downstairs. We really organized everything around the basement, and um, and then I also... Picked out a building that I made years ago. It's a Magnuson model building with a storefront. It looks a lot like a DPM, except it's not a DPM. It's a Magnuson. It's a DPM and... that
0: smells like mothballs.
1: No, not, not. It doesn't smell like that now. This is the kit I painted that thing. It no, but smell I mean,
0: like when you get them, they smell like mothballs. They do when they're brand new. When, well, <laughs> when they're when they're not built. Yes, but anyhow,
1: yeah. these. Uh, This is a Magnuson that I painted and built years ago before, you know, before Brett was even around. And, um, I have had this thing and the walls all fell apart from the glue that just kind of, you know, aged and fell apart. I'm going to do, I'm going to build it. It's just kind of like, uh, James just did with his, I'm going to try and refurbish some of these style buildings, you know, and he's the motivator to that or the inspiration to that, what I just saw what I was just talking about so I'm going to try and do that with this DP, uh, this uh, Magnuson model kit I can't remember which one it is I'll find out for y'all and let you know and you'll see the pictures from building that on Facebook but that's some kind of a little motivational thing I want to do in the f- near future here anyways go ahead Brett
0: oh well I was just ready to go on for the product of the week baby product of the week product of the week what do you got man Ooh, ooh! Are you sure you're ready got, for this? I got to pull my notes. But yeah. Y'all ready for this? it. All right. Um. <laughs> all right. My product of the week, of the week. Uh huh. Can you hear it? Yeah. All right. My product of the week is. These are not products that we're being paid or endorsed by to uh, promote either. Um, ammo by Mig, metal acrylic color, gun metal zero zero four
1: five. How is that?
0: It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I was. Is that a paint? Yeah, it's a. It came in the. Um, it comes in the ammo. Well, I got it in the tool colors. Or is it a
1: pigment? Is it a it's pigment? a paint.
0: It's an acrylic it's paint. paint.
1: Okay.
0: It's acrylic. Um. Gotcha. I got it in this set from ammo, which is the tools colors, right basic colors to paint the tools of your tanks, but um I mean, it's just a metal paint, so right. I was using yeah. it I was using it for some um, detail parts and some some items that I wanted to make metal, which where is my thing here? I was working on the water tank that goes on top of that radio tower or radio station that I'm working right. on. Um, there's a water tank that goes on top of that. So like in, you know, in New York city and any of the big cities, you have the water tanks because the water pressure is not great enough to push the water all the way up to the top of the building. Cause it's a tall building and yada, yada, yada we don't yada. need to go into water tanks. But, um, the water tank that I was working on was not a wood water tank. It was a metal water tank for the top of the building. So I started it out with the, the oil well, primer and then the ammo by MIG, um, gunmetal acrylic. Okay. And man, that stuff goes on awesome. And I listen, I was always and I still will be. I'm not going to get I'm not going to jump ship. I am a true believer in even though we don't airbrush, the Model Master metal acrylics matter. Um, oh my god. Metal Mega Metal Magma. Metal Magma Metal The Metalizer lacquer. Metal macaroni miser. Yeah, the Model Model Master Model model oh my god. I'm I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit now because this is just going down this shit's going downhill quick. Alright. Model master metalizer lacquer. Try and say that now.
1: Model master
0: metalizer lacquer. Alright, you got it in the first shot. So now I feel like I'm the that? You know, that's yeah. the product that I got into the argument with the guy up in Massachusetts with. Um I love that product because I don't airbrush it, I dip my metal detail parts into it and pull it out, let it dry, and they're metal right away. Um, I dip, you know, barrels and stuff into that, and it was always my go-to. But this AK acrylic version of it is nice. Um, it definitely has a different application than the other stuff, though. So, you know, I'll still continue to use the other Model Master. Is it
1: Master. AK
0: or is it MIG? I'm sorry, MIG, MIG. I, I'm so I the, – the logo's – and colors are so close. I get them mixed up. I know.
1: They up. use the same thing, type of bottles and everything.
0: But anyways, so. this product from Ammo by MIG is um, awesome. And I have a whole slew of other Ammo by MIG stuff now. Um, but this one was my week, my favorite of the week because I was working on the water tower. Very happy with the color that came out with it. It was like a dull, you know when like a steel, a piece of steel has been out for a while in yeah. the in the elements. But it's not rusted yet. Right, and it just starts to get that dark oxidized look. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Cool. So, um, and then when I added my rust on top of that in a couple spots, it mm-hmm. it just popped because it was against that dark oxidized metal look. So even though it's gun metal and it's meant for tanks, um, right, we can definitely use it for modeling, model railroading, and um, you know it 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 gets that nice dark steel look. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my one product a week. The other one by the same manufacturer is wet effects. Um, I was using it on the harbor scene, which you saw my concrete. Um, I I think you saw my concrete. But um
1: I did I did it was nice.
0: And I want to talk about that then. So the concrete uh areas where you know boats would be pulled in and out or like the corners. I wanted to add a little bit of a wet effect to it. So like you know the water might have been splashing up there from some waves, or maybe they were working in that area and there's a little bit of puddling left over. Um, I wanted to create that effect in a couple spots on that concrete. Um, what would you call that? The concrete, like industrial wharf. Yeah. Uh, so I That's put exactly some
1: exactly what it is. Yeah.
0: So I put some I put some wet effects down so it look it doesn't look like puddles. No. There's a puddles product, completely different. This, I painted on with a fine brush, and I made it like, you know when concrete starts to, even when it doesn't rain, just in the, in the morning, or... It's darkened. Yeah, but like in the morning, or if it's like kind of been a dreary week, but it's sunny out again, you, yeah. you notice the cracks of the concrete are always, they are darker where the moisture is, but yeah. the middle of the concrete is dry. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I did that in a couple spots where, like, there's some moisture stuck in the cracks and, and, and potholes within the concrete. Um yeah. But then the top, you know, the main parts of the concrete were dry. Mm. It was perfect for that. It worked amazing. And, it, right. and the effect from the time that you put it down when it was still wet, from the time it dried, didn't change at all. So sometimes when you put these weathering products down, um, they look different from the time that they're wet from the time they're dry. Yeah. This – Boom. As soon as you put it on there, now it is a wet effect. So obviously it's going to retain that wet look, but man, as soon as you get it down, it looks exactly the way you want it. And it dries exactly the way it looks when it's down initially.
2: Um,
0: So (laughs) I loved it. And I, and I went through some of the other areas because, you know, I did a poured concrete with relief cuts on it. Um, which is just a common, I mean, that's common. There's relief cuts in concrete way back. Um, and I, I just figured, you know, this is down near the water, down near the waves. Boats are coming in and out. There's industrial stuff. That the crack, Some of the concrete relief cuts and cracks would have moisture stuck in them. Um, so I put that down in that area. And, man, that looks – it just made that whole concrete pop. And I don't have a picture of that up on Facebook yet because I did that after I posted those photos. But uh, I'm really happy with how that concrete turned out cool and the concrete itself we were, check it out. we were asked a couple questions about that concrete uh, from a few people on Facebook when we posted it all I did guys was take that pi- that pink insulation foam take a Zacto knife score my relief cuts into it I painted it with um I don't have it in front of me just the CraftSmart concrete color acrylic paint um nice. it's a it's like a chalk con- it's like a chalk paint though is that that, uh, oh, I know. It's a CraftSmart that... chalk paint. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's, it's got a green cap. It's not that cocoon? No, it's, it's CraftSmart, con- you, you brought it over here. Oh, okay, that's a cocoon. No. Oh. All right, let me grab it real quick. i put my headphones down. Go ahead. Oh, shit. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not CraftSmart. It is Art Mines.
1: Art Mines. It's a cocoon.
0: What's that? It's cocoon. No, it's not. What is it? It's Art Mines outdoor flat concrete paint. Well, color. Look at the look at it. Concrete. The That's the color. Concrete. Oh. Concrete. Beton. hormigon. I didn't buy it. I know I didn't buy it. Oh, okay. You brought it down here. Don't make me fight you. I did not buy that paint. No, it's concrete. It says concrete. Nowhere on it does it say cocoon. Uh, th- listen, I'm sorry the I had, listeners. I
1: the here.
0: I'm sorry that I'm going to send you a, a goddamn picture.
1: Dude, I had the cocoon sitting right here in a bottle in my rack. I'm sorry. I thought I brought that down.
0: I'm sa- you, you did, and then you bought another bottle. Okay, no, I'm,
1: no problem. I messaged, I messaged
0: you a picture just now.
1: Yeah, it's made by uh, Michaels has it, but it's made by Art Minds, and it's good stuff. It's probably
0: so. made by Plaid, actually. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everything's made by Plaid. You know. But uh, <laughs> um, I just sent you the photo of it. It yeah. it dries pretty, you know. It dries well. It has a flat, a nice flat, like chalky look when it dried. Um, right. And then all I did was take the uh my asphalt pigments asphalt road pigment and i slowly took a small brush through every relief crack filled all the relief cracks with that but i didn't i didn't all right this was how i made that concrete look cuz some people were asking i i took the um asphalt road dirt pigment
2: yeah
0: filled the the cracks in with all the relief cracks with the pigment, but just a little bit. Right. And then some of them just randomly, some of the like rectangles of concrete that were poured. Yeah. I, that, you know, if they were poured in real life, I put more chalk on them and I took the not chalk pigment. I took the brush, dipped it in the pigment. And instead of brushing it on, I held my hand out and tapped my brush and like sprayed the pigment dust on some random areas, thicker in others and not maybe not at all on some.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I took my, I i um, went to the dollar store because my wife has some makeup brushes and I thought, man, those big, fat, wide makeup brushes, you know, the big poofy ones? Yeah. Those would be perfect for like big, wide areas of weathering. All right. So when we were at the Dollar General the other day or whatever, um, picking up, for other crap we needed um i i went to the makeup aisle and got a makeup brush the big fat poofy one uh and i used that to spread it out real in big wide brush strokes so it created like a a real spread out pattern that way you didn't see the individual smaller brush lines um and i just spread that around just made a whole bunch of random swirls and all over the place yeah um and what that did was it pulled that pigment out of the cracks of the concrete and also the randomly splattered pigment, it squirreled it around. So some of the concrete slabs are darker, some of them are lighter just by random choice.
1: Are you gonna lighten some of that out with a so lighter? I, I have or? done
0: that since. I ran oh, out okay. of I ran out of white and gray um pastel. Oh, I got
2: plenty.
0: Well, I plenty. ran out. So I went over to Michael's this past well, oh. what was it, Monday? I went over yeah. and I picked up another pack of the um, the Craft Smart okay. soft chalk pastels. I picked them up, ground ground the white one down, and I am going to go back over that with some white and some gray in a couple spots. But I'm going to do it in the same technique where I use I dip it in the, the pigment oh, yeah. I dip it Higher. in the pigment and then I use my hand and tap my hand tap the brush on my hand and spray it randomly. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and then swirl. With- and
0: then I'm going to pick the makeup brush up again and swirl it yeah. around and 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 lighten it out because it I do is that a lot it is it works pretty out really good it is harsh it's a little dark right now but even at, even without lightening it it did create a really nice I like the effect that it made yeah and all that was guys was a uh, uh, you know a two dollar bottle of gray paint um, <laughs> a makeup brush and a two or three dollar thing of pigments right That's all right. it was And a Zacto knife right so uh, that was a, that was a neat little project i might i have the other half of that to do so um maybe here by thanksgiving i'll i mean i, I want to do it this weekend so while i'm doing it i'll probably put up a youtube video on it because uh um you know it's it's such an easy thing to do and um i just love the effect that it made
2: cool. anyways
0: so that was that was kind of an on my bench thing again but that was my products of the week too that i was using what was your product of the week well it was very
1: similar um, it's something I've, I've used. I've, been, I've just bought another bottle of it. I may have talked about this a long time ago. But it's I use it for my concrete as well. And um, I, I have used what you said. Uh, the, the chalk paint. I, I do have that here. That is the Art Minds Chalk Craze. It's called a chalk paint. It's cocoon. Um, that color. But then... I also have, and I think it's the same close shade, but I do like it's made by it's made by Woodland Scenics, okay, and they sell it, and it comes in a, in a bottle. I think it's uh, let's see how many ounces, four ounces. It's called top coat, okay. It's concrete concrete top coat, okay. Um, you can get it. It's it's for the road systems. I've used it on everything. I've used it on concrete steps. I've used it on sidewalks. I've used it on uh, parking lots in on roads. Okay, it's called Top Coat. This is my second one I've had, the second bottle that I've had in four years. It goes a long way. You can thin it out even a little bit with water if you want. But uh, it's a, th- because it is an actual, it's a thicker, you know, brush one application type paint. But it's, um... It's really cool. It's top coat, road system, uh, concrete. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance and you see it in a store and you want to try it out, it's not overly expensive. I think it's like six bucks or something like that. Um, get yourself a bottle of it and try it out on any of your concrete stuff. It, I, I use it on a lot of the concrete we did with the uh, Rush Rock Falls on the foundation around that building. You saw that foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I used on it. It turns out really, really, really good. And the other thing is, once it's completely dry, um, I've noticed that other types of paints adhere to it well. For when you like use, like you were talking about the, you know, the MIG, um, uh, MIG, of, um, ammo by MIG, M- yeah, ammo by MIG uh, type weathering liquids and things like that. It, it accepts them very well. And uh, they complement each other. It's a it's – a re- I get a better compliment out of that than I do when I mix them with the, uh, the uh, Cocoon, uh, which is about the same shade. Both of them are very good products, though, so, however. Um, I, I just like the, the results I've got from uh, – again, that's Top Coat by Woodland Scenics Concrete. So that's my product this week. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of weird that we picked the same kind of product.
0: I mean, I so, think it's it's just indicative of the type of work we're doing.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. You know,
0: we're both kind of moving on to the, uh, you know, scenery phase. Yeah. Uh, so we're yeah. going to be working with a lot of the same products. Right. All right. I got on this list here that you have a gripe. What's your gripe?
1: Well, the gripe is going to be um, also our feature for the night. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, it's... And I don't, don't get me wrong, okay. I don't want to be down on this, and we've talked about this in the past. But it's hobby shop, okay? We're going to hobby shop here, and I told you all already. We have our favorite hobby shop, and I, that we that we go to Mainline Hobbies, and uh, you know, and, and we're very happy with Mainline Hobbies. That's uh in Blue Ridge Summit, Pennsylvania. However. Um, and, I'll, and I'll give them all the credit in the world. They, they bust ass. They're, for us in the East, in this region, I honestly don't think there's a better uh, hobby it's a top. Shop, it's okay? a top shop. It is. It is a top shop. And i you know, if, if you he ask, gives me nothing, I get no endorsement from that. I get no
0: kickbacks nope, but, from that. But if you're ever okay. in the area and you're traveling through the Northeast or you're coming it's through PA. People love it. It's not far off Route 15 out of, you know, Gettysburg, Dillsburg. Uh, Gettysburg, if you're coming up through D.C. area, up 15, it's not that far off the, the beaten yeah, path. Right here, it's it's worth checking area. out.
1: Yep. yep. So, anyhow, um, you know, uh, aside from that, last uh, two weeks ago, took a trip <laughs> with your mom. We went down to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Okay, now, I'm not going to mention the name of any hobby shop. I'm not going to name the... Um, we get, we know, we, yeah, we already, already know I mean, where you're going. I wouldn't do that. Okay. So we went to this place as a smorgasbord in Lancaster. It's very popular. And we went there and we ate our lunch. We went there on a Friday. It was neat. I had took the day off work. We, her and I went down and did this. And, uh, I had already mapped out on this trip. That's about an hour away. Hour and 10 minutes. I mapped out on this trip on the way home. If I take this one road, I will go by about 15 minutes apart each. There's three hobby shops, train shops in particular. Okay? And I thought to myself, you know what? That would be neat. I'll stop on the way back. I'll see a couple of train shops I might like. Maybe I'll get something pretty cool for myself. They have a couple of them in that region. And I followed this one road, and I stopped at the first hobby shop. And um, we got to it after we ate our smorgasbord lunch. And I was stuck to the gills. And um, I got there. We pulled up in the parking lot. And and my problem is, this is the gripe. Hobby shops do not help themselves. A lot of them. Don't get me wrong. There's some very good ones out there. My gripe is this. Before I get any further in this story. One of the things I hear a lot from hobbyists or from modelers is, and, and you hobby shop people are probably going to hate my guts, but I hear this all the time. You need to stop buying online and start buying from hobby shops and support the local hobby shops and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know what? I think that's a great idea. I love that's it. A great, I think it's a wonderful idea. Okay? I would love to do that. Okay. Stop buying online, support your local hobby shop keep the business to the hobby shops, the brick and mortars. And I get that. But when I pull up <laughs> to the, more times than not, I have bad luck with hobby shops. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why, because I don't think a lot of them, and there are a lot of them out there that are awesome, as we said, but a lot of them also do not help themselves. Okay. And so I pulled up to the front of the store and it looked like it, might have been. There were two other cars there. Looked like it might have been busy. Now, in this day and age, with security, with money, and everything else, I don't carry a lot of cash. I use my check card. I use my bank card. Okay? Not a credit card, necessarily. My bank no, card. No, a debit card. Right, a debit card. Okay? I don't like carrying cash. A lot of people don't like carrying cash. It's a pain in the ass. A lot of people do all their business. A lot of people buy everything they have what What well, they do they don't carry cash it's what they do. I
0: don't even it's carry debit popular. card anymore. Told you? I okay. use my uh I use my my phone to pay.
1: Okay, and uh, I do that
0: too. Like Apple Pay.
1: Okay. Right. So I got to the front. I got we pulled up in the front and your mom noticed it before I did. She's not even a hobbyist and she said to me, she goes, Todd, there's a sign on the window that says and it looked like a might be a nice a neat little hobby store. And it said Cash only. Cash only. Okay? So, guess what Todd didn't do? I didn't even go in the damn store. Why? Because I'm not going to tease myself with something I may see in there that I like. And I can't buy it because I don't have the freaking cash. Okay? So, (laughs) in my opinion also on this is number number two on my list of this, this particular situation, was... If you can't, okay, a lot of people don't like to do transactions by credit card businesses because they actually had to pay for a fee on some of the credit card, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's well, a, tough shit, my opinion. Tough shit, you have to do that. You know what? You are a business. If you want to have a brick and mortar store and you want to have customers, it's to a cost of business. You, you That's a cost of business. So that's exactly right. Tough shit. You got to pay if you want me to buy your product, and you want me to come in here and support you. You better be able to handle my, uh, the not just my, a uh, majority of this country's terms of payment. You know, if you can't handle the majority of company uh, of this country's terms of payment, um, uh, or the way they do things, or, or the you know the most popular method of payment. Yeah, um, then maybe. You're in the wrong business, okay? Maybe you're, okay, and you know what? Maybe you're retired, and, and, you're, and you, you really don't care about all that. You just want to have this little shop. You go there. You hang out for the day. That's you know, fine. comes in, comes in. Great, okay? But don't whine and bitch and moan when, you know, we go there, and they, uh, you, we don't go and support your store because you have a sign-out for us says I do <laughs> accept cash.
0: I just want to okay? use my debit card. <laughs>
1: right, right. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. There are times I have cash. There's not very often, but there's times I usually have a little cash. But, you know, it wouldn't have been enough to buy whatever I want. Let's say I went in there I saw something that was 50, 60 bucks. And I'm only carrying 20 bucks because I, I keep that like emergency cash, right? Okay, now that means I got to drive out somewhere in a town I'm not from, find a goddamn ATM. Oh, dang. Come back and buy your shit. Yeah, well, I told you it was going to be a gripe section So now I got to go, you know what? For that matter, I'll just go home and I'll order a damn thing online. That's how That's how you are losing business to online. Okay? Now, let's move to store number two. Okay. Where, so, you're not making any friends tonight. No- I don't know. Just, this is life. So, <laughs> we move on. So, we move on down the road 15 miles or 15 minutes down the road to another little town in Lancaster County. And there's a little, old, tiny, itty-bitty store. Uh, first of all, I found it online by doing Google search. We got there with my, you know, the G- GPS thing of the Google Maps, and it gives you point by point, and we get there, and it said it's off the road of this little, tiny, uh, off this town. It wasn't a little town. It was a decent town, but it was off the side of the main road. Yeah. I pull off the road, one stop, and the, and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, wow, where's this store? It says you have reached your destination. So this store is complete, this this driveway, there was another business. It's some kind of welding thing, or I don't know what the hell it was. Uh, some kind of machine shop welding thing, but it's not there. But there's a sign that says that, right? And there's all this weeds and growth up around the roadside, so you can't see the buildings. But it said we were there, and I say, like, at least your mom says, well, it's not here. We uh, so, so she says, Maybe we'll just, so just go on and say, well, no, let's drive down this little driveway. We drive down the driveway, and sure enough, there's a sign for this train shop, right? That we go, and we pull up. It looked like the house uh, – no, don't get me wrong. It, you know, whatever. It's your business. It was open. There was a sign on the door on the window of this old dilapidated little side building office house uh it was like it looked like it might have been a machine shop but it's no longer machine shop um and it says you know the train shop but it says we're open okay but it looked like something i'm not kidding you it looked like something off of psycho with um you know the the uh the old bates motel the house, the building, everything. It was all that run down. Yeah. It wasn't upkept or anything else. And I get that. When I go in, I'll exp- I'll, you'll understand why Bobby looks that way. So I go into this place and it's all beat up and everything. And the light, I go in, the door opens up, a little bell goes off, like ding, ding, ding. When you open a door, and I'm like, oh my God, this is like something off of a movie. I, I'm going to the Twilight Zone here, right? And I walk in, and immediately I know that this shop probably isn't going to have what I want or anything I'm interested in. It's you know, it, it was all giant Lionel trains and American flyers and things like that. And I get that, you know, that's real popular in this in this in this hobby. Okay, it's not my thing. Okay, but I walked in anyway. Sometimes you find a rare gem on that kind of stuff. So I looked. Over on the one wall, he had all kinds of engines up, uh, none were H.O. scale, and uh, this old guy comes around the corner, it's dark, there's only like one light on in the entire shop, it's a big place, okay. and he had a lot of stuff, don't get me wrong, just didn't have a lot of stuff that I want, and, but I couldn't see it all, because it was dark, this guy comes out and he goes, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> That's what he said, he comes out of the dark, on what he was doing back there in the dark, Okay. Well, he's an older gentleman. When I say older, I'm talking '80s. I'm guessing. Yeah. What What do you want? Okay. And I'm like, Hi, how are you doing? hi. I said, Well, I'm uh just came in to browse. Oh, you're welcome to browse. And he was not unfriendly. He came a gruff, gruff, but you know, I think yeah, he he's just a, a he's an old soul. I don't think he was expecting anybody to come in. He's he just hasn't anybody in there in three weeks. He's an old soul, okay. or more, right? So he goes, Well, let me flip a couple lights up for you. So I was like, okay, that'd be good. That'd be a help. So he flips these lights up for us this of the and He goes, what are you searching? What are you, what are you doing? What are you searching for? So I like HO scale stuff. Oh, you're one of those HOers. You're an HOer. A hoer. Ha, <laughs> ha, 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 Well, we don't have a lot of HO stuff because nobody buys it. It's not very popular. I'm like, okay. This is where we're going with this guy, right? So I, he goes, all of my HO stuff's back on the shelf back there. It's all... Uh, rolling stock, and it got some good rolling stock back there on the shelf in that back corner. So I'll walk back and look at it, right? <laughs> it's all lifelike. It's all lifelike. <laughs> okay? And I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm not going to insult this guy. I don't I don't, I don't, want to be, you know, I want to I be nice. Yeah, all. it's a thing. So he had a showcase there with a little, some brass engines in it, which were pretty nice, but they weren't HO. And they, um, and he had not much else. There was not much else for my need there. And he, I, I told him I was trying to be friendly and just get the hell out of there before I get, before I get turned into hamburger. And
0: um, <laughs> before you have to put the lotion <laughs> in the basket.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I had your mom there with me. You know? so, so But he was <laughs> talking about the hobby. He started talking about the hobby. And he says –
0: Which immediately know, piques our interest because we yeah. love
1: this topic. Right, exactly. So he says to me, he goes, well, you know – he said, I I told him what kind of modeling we do, and I told, him, I told him about the podcast and stuff. He had no clue what a podcast was, but I told him it was kind of like a radio show. And he goes, well, he said, I don't know how you guys do that because they wouldn't, it wouldn't survive. I don't know how it's going to survive. The, the, the hobbies, the whole hobby, no matter what scale, is, it's, it's done. It's dying. It's dying. And I'm like, okay, so why would you tell your customers that when you have a store? Why would you tell people that? Why that's the first thing that's going through my head. Why would you freaking tell me that? Right? Yeah. So so he's telling me the hobby's dying and I told him I said, Well, you know, I said, Well he said, I would handle more HO stuff. He said, but nobody nobody wants to buy it and not only that, the manufacturers aren't even making anything anymore. You can even you can't even really buy engines for HO anymore. And I'm like Oh what? Okay. What? <laughs> I said,
2: okay, okay
1: Oh, okay. And I moved the one. I moved on, right? Okay, so this is a guy who's not helping himself, okay? And he, maybe he doesn't give a shit at that point. He's, he's an elderly man. He is he's, he's alone in the shop. Whatever he does alone in the shop, I don't know. I don't want to know, okay? But, you know, this is, this, is, this is it. So that was stop two. I'm getting a bad taste in my mouth from hobby shop, my hobby, hobby shop excursion. I moved down the road 15 miles. There is think. a good one down there that way, though. There is. The Strasbourg train shop. Yeah. It's a very good shop. Which, I like it. Which... Uh, it has, yeah, it has your share of
0: plastic stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's but it's they all do. Stuff.
1: They have a lot of detailed parts and things in there. I
0: like what they do. They do have. a very it's good a nice job down, down there. there.
1: They're very friendly and they're very helpful.
0: And they got a badass museum right beside it.
1: Right, they do. So, anyways, I moved 15 miles down the road to a different shop, not that one. Okay, one I've never been to in this little town. I, I'm not going to name the town either. Okay. Just anyways. All right. I drive through and I stopped, And there's these cool signs for it all over town. Well, around the block where it's at. Parking for this hobby shop here. Ba, 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 There's special parking from our hobby shop. And then it has directions from the parking lot to the front door in the main part of town. A big front door. And I get to the front door. Lights are on, right? There's a sign on the door. It says, we are open by appointment only.
0: Well, I mean, that might be a... Door slot. Is that like a a thing that's going on because of the current status?
1: No, 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 no. We will be opening shortly in the near future. We are currently um, only opening by appointment only. And you have to call a phone number. Okay. So... I'm the only one there. It's a Friday. Nobody else there. Two people in the store. You can see them walking around in there. The store is loaded with stuff. Okay? And so I knocked on the door. And they just looked at me. They didn't even come and explain it to me. Okay? They could have done that. No. They looked at me. It looked like it might have been a cool place to go in, too. And they just turned away and kept working at whatever they were working on in there. Weird. Way back in the back. Yeah, and it looked like a hell, a killer shop. They were, you know, they, they didn't even give a shit. Just looking through the door, I looked at your mom, I was like, what? They, they, you know, at least come to the door and tell your customer, hey, we're not open because of the COVID or whatever else. I don't think that was the case. I just don't, I think they're a hobby shop that only opens up or counts on business at Christmas. Okay, a lot of hobby shops like that. Count on the Christmas train sales, and that's it. He had a bunch of stuff in there. I could tell. Okay, it looked like he might have been still setting up and things. Like he just got shipments in or something like that. They were unpacking boxes and putting the stuff on shelves. Okay, but my guess, uh, don't put signs all over the place, coming, you know, stating in your parking lot and everything else. Follow this way to this great train hobby shop. Blah 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 blah. You know. All over the place and in the town. And then when I get to your front door, the damn sign says by appointment only, you're going to be pissed. Right? So, um, anyways, I got there, with, I wasn't really pissed. I, I was like, okay, well, I'm moving on. But they looked straight at me and they didn't even come to the door. They at least come to the door and crack it open a hair and go, hey, uh, because of the COVID, we're not open. Okay. I, I understood that if that was the case. Okay. But, you know, hey, if, you know, if you call me and then come back tomorrow, we can arrange a... It wouldn't make any sense to me. If anybody else in your store and you want to make a sale, just open a damn door and let me walk through. And if I see something I like, maybe I'll buy it. Okay? I came from a distance. You know, if he didn't know I... If he knew, knew I came an hour and 10 minutes, maybe he'd open up and let me. I knocked on the door. He ignored it. Okay? Here is another hobby shop that is not helping themselves. So, I... I am to the point where um, there are some great ones out there. The people want me to support brick-and-mortar hobby shops. Um, I'm willing to do it. I w- proved that by driving to three in one day. Yeah. None of the three help themselves to make me want to go in and buy something from them. Okay? Um, it's, not, it's not a good trend. It's not good. This is one of the reasons why a lot of people become frustrated. You go in this, and some of the ones I do go into, I'll go in, and they don't have anything. They don't have a stock up of anything, and then they tell you they're going to order it by by way of— well, I can order it for you by Waller's Catalog. I'll order it for you from Waller's Catalog, and then you come back in next week, and I'll have it for you. Well, guess what? I can go home with my own Waldo's catalog and order it, have it sent to my damn door, okay? And I don't have to drive an hour to your freaking store to go get your to go get the product. Right? Want to know why you're losing business? This is why you're losing business. This is why people are buying online, and brick and mortars going going in, in trouble, with the exception of the ones that really bust their ass and try. They are doing
0: business. Well, and I don't have much to add to this, but I will say some of the ones that are, um, you know, really, really thriving very well are ones that also have an online presence.
1: Uh, Absolutely, 100%.
0: So, like, you know, the ones we mentioned prior that are are some of our favorites um, by name also do online sales.
1: And I understand you can't stock everything
0: in a freaking – World in there, the the online yeah, but the online people don't even do that. Yeah, they know. Yeah, but here and here's what I want to, and I'm going to wrap this. I'm going to wrap. I'm going. I'm going to turn this around and wrap this whole thing up. You ready? Yeah. Even people who are online or who um, are excelling in a brick and mortar business, yeah, don't stock everything. They stock what they know that they can specialize in. Right. Sure. Absolutely makes sense. Because they know what their customers want, and right. they know that you know there's another guy down the street. The good ones will also tell you whether it's online or in, in store. They'll also tell you, you know, hey, uh, I don't have it, but you know, I know so and so has it over here. Yeah, because they they know that they're they're trying to help the hobby, right? And um and and, and you know it. I think it's it, you could use this same argument, Dad, for any business. In the world um, you know you know there's a there's a local garage near me that um you take your car in to get fixed, and they only take cash or check well, if I got a big repair maybe i don't you know maybe i don't have a f- couple thousand dollars right now to yeah. fix something and I'd have to finance it well or put it on my credit card um. That shop isn't going to get that repair, you know. It, and it, it, it's kind of the same deal. Um, I'm not saying don't support hobby shops. No, we, That's you know, but but say. here's but here's what I want to here's I think, think it's well, a good idea. Well, here's what see. I here's what I was going to get at. They got to help too, though. Well, here's what I was going to get at. Just because you order something, and this is this is going to strike a chord, I think, with a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna you know I think you'll you'll understand what I'm saying too. Just because you're ordering on, "quote unquote" online doesn't mean that that's not a hobby shop. Right, it's a hobby shop. You know, you know. You, They're just gonna pick it off their shelf and sell it. To no, you. no, no, no. But, yeah, but they might not. They might not have a brick and mortar storefront. But that's a dude or a, a family in America, or you know, not even oh, in I our country. Everyone. Yeah, it's a hobby shop. It's just a different format. Right. Um, you know, if it, you and me. If we decided we didn't want to do a podcast and we wanted to open a hobby store, mm-hmm. we could do an online hobby shop. Mm. And it's not okay, it's not brick and mortar in in downtown America.
2: Right.
0: But the people online, just because they're selling something online, th- th- don't get me wrong, you still got your big names and it's a big warehouse full of stuff and they're shipping it out from a big warehouse. Right. But right, right. you know, a lot of the people that we've interviewed on our show just because they don't have a brick and mortar doesn't mean they're not lo- they're not small town, you know, local people. And what? we're it, by ordering from these smaller, you know, homemade manufacturers. I don't I don't want to say homemade in a, in a in a bad way. Don't take I mean, you know, I think you know where I'm getting getting yeah, at. Yeah. You know, it, it's a lot of these people, they invest a lot of their money and they take up parts of their house. So they they, they they don't. They can't park their cars in their garage because they're making kits out of their garage, and that's their business. Yeah. And you're you're still supporting by buying online, just the way of the times. You're still supporting, you know, people and families in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just different format, different times. I agree. So that's that's how I want to wrap up this conversation. Just because you know. Uh, uh, And I think everyone listening to this would agree with this after our, after your one hour long rant, rant on hobby shops is the, the, just because something's online doesn't mean it's like some guy overseas or it doesn't care about the hobby, just trying to make a quick buck. There's a lot of really innovative people doing a lot of really cool stuff um, just in a different format.
1: I'm just saying, if you have a hobby shop and you have a visitor who drives to it and goes in, um, well, here's here's the other thing: make it so it's a worthwhile experience for them Yeah. come you know, in, or you're not going to have them return.
0: Make it—that's the key. Make it an experience. When you go to when you go to, Blue, you know, um, when you go down to Blue Ridge Summit and you see Ma- and you go to Mainline Hobby,
1: right?
0: You love that place. I do. I do. It's an. It's not just like you're buying something. It you go down there because like it's an experience. Mm -hmm. You see a thousand things you want to buy. Oh yeah. And you know if we had had to
1: limit myself.
0: But 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 here's the thing.
1: To set a limit before I step in the store. If I go in there with no limit,
0: I'm I'm in trouble. But here's the thing. It's an experience. You're going down there and you're looking at stuff and you're getting ideas and you're like, oh, I really like this. Oh, I really like that. Oh, we could do this. And you're 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 getting ideas and you're getting excited because that that person is creating an experience i think I think the one thing that we need to do, and that's why he's busy oh yeah, I mean he's killing it but yeah. not just them, I don't want to just focus on them, even no, though they no, do I a great it. job. I think I the one thing i think the I think the one thing that people look for now, whether you're buying a kit from you name the manufacturer that we've talked to, any of them, Ron, Ron Kleister, my models, Doug Fiscali, Casey's workshops, Carolina craftsman kits, best, best castings, you know, the Bollingers, the bar mills, Mills. you name it. There's a, there's a whole slew of them. I'm sorry if we didn't mention you guys, if you've been on our show, we feel the same way about you as everyone else that we've had on our show. When you,
1: we've had just about every one of you.
0: So when you order from one of these guys, it's an experience like we, y- y- you might have met them or you might have listened to them on our show or you might have seen them at a you might have seen them at a uh, an expo or a or a or a or a convention and yeah. you and you meet them and even though they might live in Massachusetts or they might live in you know Jake and Jake Johnson and Dave Meek they're out west mm-hmm. but you know you know them and and even if you've only heard of them online through a podcast whether it's ours or someone else's you get to meet them, and they might be a thousand miles away, but you're still su- supporting uh, uh, a local sh- right. person, a local business in their area. You're, you're, It's a real person. And I think the main thing is all of these guys are – all the people I just mentioned and all the people that we have on our show and people we haven't had on our show yet that are still doing a kick-ass job online. Right. They, they create – when you buy something from them, I feel like you, you get an experience. When you open that box, it's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. You're I not agree. You're not just buying the kit or you're not just buying a train or you're not just buying um, a – you're not just buying a item, a widget, a, a detail part. You're buying. buying an experience. So the way that people I think are making a difference now in the hobby is by selling an experience.
1: Yep. It, There's nothing cooler than when that box comes. Oh, yeah. It up and it's packaged real cool <laughs> with real good packaging as far, as far as their label and the way they... Whatever. Whatever their unique mention, thing is. Every one of those people you mentioned has some kind of way that they 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 put their label on the things and they... they you know It's, it's, it's a nostalgia it's, in a different way. Right. It's really neat. And you get that and you're going... <laughs> Maybe that's one of the reasons by the way we keep this shit on ourselves and never get to it
0: cuz we're like we can
1: look at it on our shelf and go
0: oh that's so cool. You know have you, have you ever done this? Have you ever ordered a couple things at once and a package yeah. shows up and you're like I don't remember what that is. <laughs> and, you op- and you and you open it up and you're like oh yeah, I forgot I got that yeah. thing. <laughs> <when> it comes. <laughs> you know you you go on a I I know everyone listening has probably done this. You go on you go on a spree. Because like you know, you got a couple extra bucks. You got a hot. You got some money burning up your pocket, and you're like, "I'm gonna buy some stuff now." Um, you know, I got some fun money. I'm gonna buy a couple things, and then that package shows up, and and you're like, I, "I I forget what I ordered. Like what what? Where's it from?" And you see the, you know, you see then you read the return address label, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I bought this thing." Hey, yeah. You know, it's here. Um, I've done that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too.
0: And, you, Absolutely. and, and yeah, you I love you, it. You get a couple things in a row, and then you're like, "Ooh, I wonder what this package is," and you and you, you can't wait to open it because you kind of you don't forget what you ordered, but you kind of you know da- daily life kind of takes over. You order in the evening on a Monday night, and then Thursday night you get home and you're like, oh, I ordered a couple things. Which one is this?" And then you open it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that thing." It's yeah. it's, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a a step back from reality because you're like imagining now what you can create and I think that's the main thing um, and, and our manufacturers that we've all talked with they, all, they have all done a great job at doing that and they create uh, it's not just, you're not just building a kit, you're, you're, you're creating you're getting an experience out of it.
1: I'm not trying to, and, and for this record, for this beef that I have, our main topic tonight You've beefed about this a couple
0: to, times I think
1: Yeah. Well, not like tonight <laughs> but I'm not trying to poo-poo on the um, hobby shops. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to get you to get your act together and get it right, man. Help yourselves. I've got, you a, I've
0: got the perfect Be analogy better. for this. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, shit. I love going to hobby shops. Don't get me wrong. I love going. I just want to have a purpose for going. Okay. Give me a purpose.
0: So I got I got the perfect analogy for this. You ready? Yeah. I mean if if you listen to the podcast, you know full well that I'm in I'm in mar- I do marketing. I'm a marketing guy. Um I've read a book. If if anyone's in the business or and, and if anyone has a business or um is in the in the marketing or sales industry, which is like half of people in business. Especially if you're a private business owner, You're the marketer, you're the salesperson, you're the um, CEO, you're everything. I I recommend, and this is like a little bit of a, I'm sorry, I'm going off on like a marketing lesson, but this is is really cool. B, it's a book by Seth Godin, it's called Purple Cow. Alright, this is going to go off a little bit of modeling, but it's going to affect everybody that's listening, I hope, I hope. In your industry, you should figure out a way to be the purple cow. Um, I'll give you an example of a purple cow, Dad, because you're probably lost right now.
1: No, I'm, hey, I work in. Hey, I work. I'm a buyer. I know. I know.
0: Do you know what a purple no. cow is? No, go ahead. So, a purple cow is CarMax. You know what? Car. You know how CarMax is a purple cow? Yeah. Because CarMax doesn't just create they don't just sell you a car they create they're creating an experience when you buy that car they're saying this is the bottom line price you're going to get you're going to get this is exactly what you get when you buy a car from us we've gone through every possible we're not going to sell you a car that you're going to have to bring back in a year with a myriad of problems. Don't get me wrong. Someone's probably about someone's probably bought a car from Carmax. I had a, a thing. I don't want to hear about that yeah, story. 11
1: minutes turned into like a week. Yeah. But
0: here, but no, 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 but, right. but but they okay. but but they they go through an extensive process to make sure that the car their car buying process is the right. the way it is. This is not an advertisement for Carmax. I've never bought a car I from Carmax. I don't shit about Carmax. But what I'm saying yeah. is, if you have if you have a hobby shop or you have an online store. Figure out a way to be the purple cow. hmm You know, um, be different. It's not hard. Just figure out a way to, like, do something when... Be the best. Be the best. Well, be the best... You know how to be... In the your best. way. Be the best, yeah. Because if it's your way, no one can replicate it. Right. So, like, okay... We always use Doug as a reference, but Doug's a great reference. And Bar Mills is a great he's a, reference. He's a
1: marketing guy. Bar Mills. He's good. Bar Mills, too.
0: Bar Mills is good. Ron is doing very well with his instructions. Um, yep. Best Castings, they have their own little niche. They all every, Everyone, Jake Johnson and Dave, they got their own thing. They're purple. Thing. They're all, everyone, pretty much everyone we've interviewed is a yeah. purple cow because what they do is they make the buying experience unique. Mm hmm. Um, you know, you're gonna get something unique. You get a story behind your kit. You get the, you get some cool whatever e- extras with Seaport it. Seaport
1: Model Works.
0: Seaport you. Model Works as a purple cow. But right. if if you guys are thinking about ways to differentiate in the industry, especially for our mo- model manufacturers out there, the book's like fifteen dollars on the Amazon. Get it. Right. You'll read it in a half an hour. It's like a children's yeah. book for adults. But it creates such a cool. It's a cool lesson in looking at your business and figuring out figuring out a way to like just be different. Like Chick Fil A, they're a purple cow because right. no matter how many times you say thank you, they have to say you're welcome, and that's been built into their industry. That's been built into their core, you know, beliefs. Whatever you think about Chick Fil A, I don't need to get into that. But they got some other things going on.
1: Now I'm getting hungry.
0: Thanks. No, but I'm saying that some people don't like Chick-fil-A. I'm not using them that, I'm not well, using I'm them. Just to, saying. I'm not using them to create controversy. But now they, I
1: get this for a chicken sandwich. They you?
0: do have good waffle fries though. But anyways. <laughs> um but 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 they've created a customer experience that's so much different from all the from McDonald's or you know, the all the other industries. And they're a purple cow. Um so I think what I'm trying to get at just to wrap this up is if you have a brick-and-mortar store or you have an online store, just, like, figure out little ways that are just unique to to make your process exciting for people. Mm-hmm. And that's all you got to do. Yeah. Listen, listen. We're all – everyone here, you, me, everyone listening is is, is, in, is looking to buy stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> go in your store and turn the lights on and then turn the lights off and lock the door on the way out. And, and do nothing in between, and expect people to come to your door, right. and, and, and want to do business,
0: right. right? Well, we went we went really like business talk here this well, time. No,
1: but good. this is good. This is good stuff. But
0: but seriously though, if you guys if you guys out there, if anyone out here owns a business, is in marketing, is in sales, is in if you own a business like a like a model manufacturer out there, yeah. if you've not read Purple Cow the book, I get it. Because it, honestly, it's a it's a one hour read. If you read slow, it might be an hour. <laughs> but it's an awesome book, and once you read it, you'll start thinking about how you make and manufacture and sell your kits um, a little different. I guarantee you, you, when you read it, you'll be like, "Oh, what can I do to like make it a little bit more f- unique or more fun?" And right. anyways, that's it. That's all I gotta say. I'll end. Okay, I'll end my on, part on that.
1: Move
0: on. All right. Next right, up,
1: next thing is, tip of the week. Uh, tip of the week.
0: All right, I got a tip. I do too. I kind of okay. gave one earlier on concrete, but uh, I'll give another one. I really, really bitched up my waterfront down here on the one end mm-hmm. um, with the Mod Podge and the whole. That was a fiasco. You were it was it didn't cure right. It was disaster. You saw it. It was it not.
1: A, it had the funkiest little
0: waves. And stuff it sucked. I'll just yeah. say that. <laughs> but uh, it didn't match the rest of the waterfront. So what I did I
1: stuck myself with a pair of pliers, tweezers. You did what? Stuck myself with a pointy pair of tweezers <laughs> this time. in
0: the center my palm. Well, bleeding. Anyways, um, Mod Podge. If you do absolutely bitch up your Mod Podge waterfront, what I did was I remixed some paint. Um. To match the existing waterfront. If you don't have an existing waterfront... To match front, what? To match the existing waterfront.
1: Okay.
0: Like, I had... You know, we, we did our waterfront in kind of like three parts. You know, yeah, we had yeah. three, three, three um, installments of waterfront, basically. But yeah. whether you add or you just goof up the, the only one you had, the one cool thing about it is... What I what I did was, and actually we had a couple, you know, Art Art Fahey from Bar, Bar Mill's Water, Bar Mills kits, craftsman kits, ask me about what I did for my water um, on Facebook, and I'll reply to them. But anyways, um, I originally put down. Paint and then Mod Podge. Created my waves. The waves sucked. They were, they, they were not as good as the rest of the waves that I did. They were awful. They were weird looking. I don't know what I did different. No offense to you. I'm just saying. No, the they sucked. The waves, so they were bad. True. They were bad. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll admit. They sucked. Um, but um, not only did they suck and the wave texture was bad, the Mod Podge didn't even cure right. It got like right. foggy and it was ugly, right?
1: We talked about last week with Bruce. Yeah.
0: Right, but I didn't go into the whole detail. So, all I did was remix some acrylic paint, painted over top of that texture. I didn't rip it off. Right. Um, and then I filled... So, I painted it back over with the same matching color, and then I went back over it again with, like, three or four more layers of Mod Podge, really thin, and right. filled in the ugly waves that I made. And I was... I took it slower, thinner layers, slowed it down, and it cured, and now it looks perfect again. It matches seamlessly with the existing waterfront. Um. so that was my little tip of the week when you're working with water if you already have a good water texture and you just want to edit some stuff don't rip it out just paint over it if it doesn't cure right paint over it with a matching base color like you had put down already
2: Right.
0: and just add more Mod Podge in the areas that sucked Uh. but take your time and put it down thinner and it'll cure and now I'm looking at it right now from where I'm sitting cured looks great so
1: yeah, that makes a big difference. Yep. And uh, it's another one of those cases where you can say, hey, I might mess this up, but it can be fixed. Don't anything panic. It can be fixed.
0: You don't yeah, hit don't the panic. panic button.
1: Just put more Mod Podge over and smooth it out a little bit. Kind of get rid of some of those lines. Like you said, put the paint on. Kind of get rid of the fogginess. And you took care of it, and it didn't change anything. It didn't change the aspect. It may look better. It may look better. So I think that's great.
0: Yeah, that's my tip of the week. My tip of the week when you're working with any of these things whether, whether it's Mod Podge or any of these other weathering pigments or whatever you're doing, don't panic. If you goof up, you're going to goof up. Don't panic. Just, you know, take a step back, kind of analyze the situation and uh don't you don't have to rip it all back out either. Just all right? You know, walk away from it, come back the next day, brainstorm over the next 24 hours, figure out what you're going to do to fix it and then uh And just get back to work on it, but don't don't feel like you have to rip it all back out because probably what you have is a good foundation already. You just got to kind of rework it from what you have. Rework your mess up. Don't don't rip it out Um, because it's probably good. It's probably eighty percent of the way there. You just got to kind of finesse the last twenty percent. Yeah, that's it. That's my little tip of the week. Okay, my little tip tip of
1: the week is. (laughs) <laughs> when you're working on a building and building a model, I found something. Sometimes my desk gets cluttered with lots of little pieces of strip wood. Okay. Ooh. I don't know if, you know. We've all been there. of strip wood. You know, some are short, some are long because as you're building, you know, you're cutting pieces off. Okay. And they seem to be scattered all over the place at, on, on my on my cutting mat and around that surface area. And they're they're kind of getting in the way because you kind of, kind of push them over here, then you push them over there. You know, they get them out, but you need them. You need them handy, right? Yep. So, what I did is, I have these medicine bottles. They're like, like a orangish colored, clear orange medicine bottle from my pharmacy.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you can get the small, little, tiny ones, but I have some big, tall ones. I don't think from your grandparents when they buy their their pills, whatever they need for their their age. They had, like, 6,000 pills each that they take. But they must get them in bulk, uh, like, 500 pills to a bottle <laughs> what the hell they are. But, uh, you know, from the pharmacy, maybe, the, I don't know. But um, they had these giant containers They, they your, your grandmother gave me. They are cylinders. So you can use any cylinder container, probably about an inch and a half wide on the top or circumference on the top or the opening. Okay. And maybe, uh, I don't know, um, you know, five, six inches tall. And um, any cylinder container, you could probably make one out of a piece of PVC pipe or something like that, put something on the bottom. Something that will at least stand upright. Okay. And it's got five, six inches of depth. And it's in a cylinder shape. And I, what I do is I stick all my, all my, um, uh, you know the kits all come with that. Uh, you know the stripwood, and they're all in like eight inch, eight inch lengths generally. Okay, so I take these eight inch lengths, and I stick them down into these bottles, and uh, and then if I need one, and they're all kept in that little bottle. I know mean, right where they're at. They're on the corner of the cutting mat. They're not in the way. They're not if it's it's wide enough. It says one and a half two inches in, in circumference of width, um, then. Uh, or radius, whatever the hell it is. Um, It's not going to necessarily tip over easy, and they're right there. You need one, you reach in, you grab the one you want, boom. They're not all over the place. It speeds up your game on your building. Okay, does that make any sense at all? It does. Yeah, they're just standing, they're going perpendicular up and down in the container. I reach over, I grab the one I want, boom. I get little scraps and pieces that lay around that you cut off. They end up being an inch or two wide or... Or inch or two or three uh, in length, and I stick them back into that container. You know, every now and then, like every half hour, or 45 minutes while I'm working, I'll clean those little pieces up and scraps and I'll stick them in that container in that upright tube. Okay. And that way I know where they're at. They're there. They're always there. Okay. And they're not in a mess and they're not in my way. And it helps me build faster.
0: So that's my tip this week. Nice. So. I do that with. Um, I went to a dollar store and bought um, pencil boxes. Yeah, and I put all my scrap wood in pencil boxes.
2: Right. Uh, if it's a, exactly.
0: Obviously, my longer pieces I can't put in there, but you know, eight inches and shorter I can put them in the pencil box. And then I have a couple different. I have like a. I have like three pencil boxes. Ones for scrap clapboard and sc- scrap um, you know, like siding pieces, scrap wall pieces. Uh the other one is for yeah. thicker scale lumber like your you know your scale um what you know your scale larger pieces like pilings um your 2x8s 2x6s 2x10s bigger stuff and then I have my yeah. my corner trim and smaller pieces in another one like a scale 2x4 and smaller in a yeah. different pencil box, so that's I have three I have three pencil boxes at my bench si- one's for walls once for big scale lumber once for small scale lumber and when I need right. like a little three inch section to finish off something or do whatever uh right. I, you know I know right where to go and to grab it yeah, and and we all get idea, that but... stuff so rather than letting yeah, it pile up and kit? create a mess in your in your workbench or you create a box full a bin full of shit you don't even know what's in it you know just organize it
1: I have a I have a jar over here. It's just a mason jar, just like a jelly jar mason jar, okay. And in it, I um, I you know there's a no lid on it, and in it is just sticks and sticks of of strip wood. Yeah. That I've that I've had from kits. Okay. So when you're done with your kit and you got the extra strip wood, you, know, you, know, you always have. There seems here here's a funny thing. You get four, five, six, seven, eight pieces. I don't know. Of your strip wood and you stick them in that jar. Okay, some kits at the end. It's funny how you'll have some left over, and then the ones that you then you had other ones that you didn't have enough of. <laughs> you ever notice that. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, stick them into the jar when you're done. Anything left over from your box, uh, from your kit box, we've all had that where you had you know you had the extra ones that are sitting in the bottom of the box and you. you I scrounge them all up and I stick them all into. Um, into that jar. It's a big, wide-open jar. They stick out of the top just like the ones I was telling you about earlier with the, the medicine jar. And and then that way, if I if I need one, guess what? There they are. You ever paint strip wood and you painted, like, an extra piece or two that you probably didn't need that yep, much of it, but you've already painted it, like, green or red or blue or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I save all them. I put them in that same jar. So if I need one that needs to be painted red, Guess what? It's you all got a red cut. one. It's red. Absolutely. Good to go. So, you know, yeah, save that stuff and put it in a jar where you can just, or or some kind of cup or container or something. You know, you get those cups so and you go to like, uh, I don't know, a Mission Barbecue or whatever. You get the plastic cup and you stick your, you stick your, uh, your I, I, strip, I stick strip wood in one of them too. I have one of them as well. Um, it's just filled with strip wood and I can just look over. See exactly if you build enough of these things after a while. You'll, if you, you need accumulate, a eight, or one piece, you do. And you, you, but you build enough of mean, you know just by looking at them what size that is. Yep. Okay. I'll know that that's a two-by-six piece of lumber or two-by-four piece of lumber. Okay. Um, I'll know that by looking at, at it. I don't need to color code at this point. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's nice to just go over that jar and grab what you need. Boom. Ready to go. You know, save all that crap and store it like that. It'll help you so much. Anyhow, moving on. I love it. Um, One of the things I want to talk about here before we go on to listeners' questions, um, we're going to do listeners' questions. We are opening the listeners' questions up now to both our overtime page. If you decide to join that and you send us an invite, uh, send a request to join. We will try and approve you. If you have something on it shows that you are some kind of a modeler or some type uh, and you're interested, uh, we will add you to our, our overtime page. Also, um, there is the regular Wiley Scale Modeling page that we have. Uh-huh. And um, on there, we are going to now start putting up the questions uh, in there. On both, on both of the Facebook pages, we will post up, uh, questions for the show On both prior to the beginning of the show uh, So go check those out And participate it, I don't think we got a lot of participation On the new Wiley's uh, On the Wiley scale modeling one That's yet, okay; it's, it's new to people But we're going to hit it tonight So I just wanted to let you know about that Also on this show As a new feature we're going to do It's going to be called um, social. We're not doing it this week We're going to start it next week Social media mo- Well actually yeah, maybe next week. Social media modeler of the week, okay? Um, it's going to be Brett's going to pick one, I'm going to pick one. So on social media, be it um, Facebook, Well actually, let, Instagram, me, so let me
0: let me make yes. it easy for everyone. If yes. you uh, join our overtime page, our group, mm-hmm. and you post in there, we'll see it even easier.
1: Right. Well, what I want to do is pick out one person a week, uh, pick their workout that we've seen online. Yeah. That just stands out and give them some props. All right. And uh, you know, if possible, uh, maybe we'll contact pers- that person ahead of time, and maybe, maybe,
2: can, yeah,
1: and see if they uh, <laughs> want to, you know, if they can share their photo online for us. And then uh, I think it's a good way to open up the public, uh, open up to the public and get some people involved. So regular modelers or you know, even professional modelers, if you're good enough, and we see something that looks badass, we're guess what? We're gonna we we're gonna each Brett's gonna pick one. I'm gonna pick one each week, somebody different, and we're gonna talk about them and, sh- and talk about about their model, and hopefully they'll be able to share a photo of their work. So what I'm trying to tell you people is get on Wiley Scale Modeling, okay? Get on overtime or uh, Wiley's or the overtime at the bench. Uh, uh, facebook page get on any of those uh, there's um, the, the structure there's there's structure and building craftsman courtyard all those uh get on those facebook pages and post your work there's a lot of people out there doing it. We're going to pick from those sites, you know, from those places where fine-scale modelers go to do their structures and buildings and things like that. And if we catches our eye, we're going to pick somebody each week and kind of feature them, each of us. It won't be for long. It'll be a minute or two. Um, and we'll talk about their work, you know, give them some credit and maybe share their picture on the, on our show notes. Does that sound good to you, Brett?
0: I love it. Okay.
1: So let's move on to our listener questions. you have this?
0: I have them up and ready to go. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. All right. Oh, shit. I just scrolled away. There we go. All right. Hey, real quick. There are two more bullhorn announcements. Yeah. This one is Dan Pugach actually posted it in the overtime group. Titchy, Titchy train group. Um orders from fifty to one hundred fifty dollars one hundred and fifty dollars we are giving a twenty percent discount. Just use the coupon code twenty two zero in the coupon code box at checkout. Orders this over is where? on Tichi. Okay. Orders over one hundred and fifty dollars, we are giving a thirty percent discount. Just use the coupon code thirty three zero in the coupon code box at checkout. Also cool. thanks, Dan. Also, I knew this was coming. I knew it. I just, he put, he, he posted it after we started the show recording. But, Mind Mount Models, use the code THANKS2020, and that's T H A N K S2020 at mindmountmodels.com, and you will get 10% off the entire, your entire website order from November 27th through November 30th. So, from Black Friday till the end of Cyber Monday, you will get 10% off entire website by using the code THANKS2020 at checkout. Sweet. I knew there'd be more coming in. All right. Podcast recording questions for this week. All right. James Powell, who, what, where? We ask the same thing about ourselves every day, James. I, I, I don't know who I am what I am or where I am most days. So I feel the same thing as you. All right. Darren Myers, other than building types, other than building type structures, what else have you modeled or would like to model? Um, oh, by the way. Yeah. I want to say thanks
1: Dan too. Uh, that was, that was good to give us that information. So go ahead.
0: Dan Pugetch. Yeah. For the titchy stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, we all need some titchy windows. Right. Right. Um, Or titchy stuff. Um, So Darren's asking, other than building structures, what else have you modeled or would like to model? I would love to get into doing more. um, We need to do some more nautical stuff. So I think um, that's in order for me. And I know you have a little project you got coming up too. Well, there's a couple
1: things I'd like to try. I mean, if we're talking about that. I
0: mean, I'm going to do the tank,
1: right? I want to do a military model. Yep. Um, I don't only just want to do a tank now that I've been looking at the websites and seeing these different things. I want to do a half track, you know, that kind of thing. I want to do another military type model or some kind of a, some kind of armor personnel model, uh, that type of thing. Uh, maybe a scene in a battle scene. I, I, I talked about doing a civil war uh, scene, which I am, I am going to do I'm, I'm kind of already working on little pieces and knit uh, pieces of that. Um, but um, I guess, uh, Civil War battle diorama. But one of the other things I thought about recently was even even doing a model ship building in some way. So I may try, I try my hand at that at some point. Yeah. Nice. Model ship building. You know, like the wood, with real wood. You know, shaping it, bending it, soaking it, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I love it. Some, something I'm thinking about.
0: All right. Next if one I've enough time in my life. Next one is a real question from James. <laughs> what type of mics are you using? I'm looking at getting a Blue Yeti X for live streaming. Um oh. I use the one in front of me cuz I had no clue what the hell to I do. bought it for my dad. I'm not a technical guy. I bought it for him. We use a Neewer NW800. Um it's a knockoff. Well, not a knockoff cuz Neewer is actually pretty decent. I've I've had good luck with them at my real work and and for here um but I spilled my beer. you spilled your beer
1: no no i caught it before
0: oh, okay it anyways the that's what we use um they're like 30 bucks on the amazon it's what we use i know yeah. there's a couple people i've had that use blue yetis i've met before um blue yeti it's a different type of microphone I've they have oh, okay. they're you know they work well it's made by yeti no oh different company so, that's what we do. That's what we got going on. Uh, newer NW800 condenser mics. Oh, we got them on Amazon. Mine's gold. They're, they're pretty sharp. Mine's golden. What color's yours? What?
1: What, what? what part of it? Mine's pretty much Like,
0: if black. I take the cover off, it's, it's bright gold. Oh, I don't know. I never took the cover off. Pop that see. little cover off. Mine's bright gold. Is it loud? Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Mine's silver. Ah, see, I've got the golden microphone, baby. You suck. It's just whatever came. I didn't even get to pick the color. Um, All right, next one's from Jason Jensen. Jason, welcome to the Overtime Group, by the way. Um, He said, give us an update on the model tank that Todd is going to build. (laughs) Are you done with it yet? What the hell's taking you so long?
1: I have opened the box, and I did look at it. Um, I haven't started building it yet. I do have the box of the tank. The tank is a... Easy Eight from World War Two, and it is a Sherman Easy Eight. Um, it was a nightmare trying to find one. They are one of the most popular tanks on the market uh, for model building, as I found out, because it is not only because well, it's a beginner, not a beginner, um, because a lot of expert modelers actually use these. Um, it's just very popular. It is, it is a very popular. A very popular model it yeah. is made by Tamiya and. Um, Tamiya, whatever they call that, but it's, um, it's that particular model. I did some research on it and they said it, that's why I picked it. Um, it is a highly detailed model for the, for just about any skill level. Yeah. You know? And, um, it, you know, if you're new to learning it, uh, it, it, you know, it's going to take some work, but it's, it's, it's nice. And it's got the details you want on it and you pay a little more for it, but it's, it's nice. Okay. So I picked that one up. Well, the hard problem with that is it's very, it's so popular that a lot of, (laughs) a lot of hobby shops don't have it. So I had to go without getting into another rant. I had to go to a bunch of different hobby shops that handle model models. And they run in, some of these run into the same issue we were talking about. They only handle little things. And this is the most popular thing. I couldn't find it anywhere in those hobby shops in my area. I went to four or five of them. And they had models, but they didn't have the ones that I wanted. I asked them when they could get it. It might be months. Okay, well, I went online and guess what, Brett? You got it right away. Cheaper than what they have what they would normally sell it for at their store when they told me. I got it from uh online on from an online model shop dealer, and I had it in in four days. Nice. Yeah. Anyhow, um I'm building that model. I'm looking forward to doing that. I ordered a diorama from scale Models. Uh they make some 135th scale um World War 2 and um I guess they're um I don't know if it's from Iraq or whatever from the Iraq War. Um but they have some tank well they have some military scenario type uh diorama bases right okay, with buildings and everything else it's hydrocal and um it's hydrocal walls for the structures hydrocal base for the for the uh for the uh i i didn't get that part yet i have it ordered from from Fosco models and they're going to be shipping that as soon as that arrives. i'll be able to have that as well i'm going to be able to build all that i sent doug a couple questions online as well and he he, uh, he got back with me and contacted me and uh, he gave me some other pointers and things to use to enhance the look so I'm, I'm getting there I'm get, I, I maybe this weekend over this Thanksgiving break if I have a moment when I'm not setting up Christmas decorations for my wife um, I will uh, or putting up a tree or whatever the hell we have to do in Thanksgiving a you know, month before the freaking Christmas holiday I will um, maybe sit down and touch some uh, start working start working a tank. Nice
0: format on that. Next. Okay. Well, thanks for the update. Uh, <laughs> um, Dan Pugach, what is your secret to finishing a structure before moving on to the next one? Uh, I have a half dozen done. Uh, or a dozen half done. Oh,
1: we
0: said. Yeah. I don't have a secret because uh, I have the same problem as you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I... Um... I have gotten myself i I used to have that problem and I've gotten myself now to where I do not stop until I'm done okay I, I do not stop until that structure is done the detail parts are added and now what one of the problems I do have though is there's many times I finish a structure but I don't put all of the stuff on it like all the I, I put all the stuff on it but I use all the parts and build it but like the detail castings and things Uh not always do i finish those up because i don't necessarily put the structure on the on the on the module or on the um layout uh right away and i want to wait till i I have it on have it in place and then i will put those extra detail parts on um even some things like steeples of uh on, on a large mill building or chimneys and things like that some of that i hold off on until i make sure i have the structure in place just because i don't want to put it on and then start bumping it around and knocking them off
0: you know what i'm saying right
1: you know i want to wait until it's settled in it's in its exact spot then i will add those details so as far as far as the structure goes i'm making myself i'm forcing myself to when i start it and that's my main project and i'm working it i work it till it's done yeah you, know, you had to you have to push yourself to do that,
0: you know no i I agree,
1: yeah,
0: even though I can't do that all right, next one <laughs> is from Lynn McCurdy um when you brace your exterior walls to prevent warping, have you given thought to adding inside walls, maybe with paper or some other thin material that way when peering inside through windows, it looks more finished?
1: I have actually weirdly thought about that with this new built this building I'm doing now with the porter brother's uh company store um i thought about putting some interior on that and i didn't however i have thought about recently thought about putting some interior walls. so it's a good idea when i mean there's you know there are
0: there's stuff online doing interiors is always is always fun and interesting
1: yeah i mean the the, the key is though if I have a low-lying structure on my layout that's not at eye level, I'm not going to waste my time putting that on on that in, interiors on that structure. I want to be able to see them to see it without having to bend down real low and look into a window uh-huh. uh, like a creeper. Okay? I want them to uh, be able to look straight ahead into a higher rise building or on a higher point on my layout that's at their, at their eye level. So, they can look straight ahead and say, okay, I can see into that window, you know, and have it lit up. Right. You know, it's not going to help at all to do the interior of the building unless you put a little LED light inside to show what the hell's inside it. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Right. Okay. But have I thought about it recently? Yeah, I have actually. And the stuff online, you don't even have to necessarily, there's stuff out there you can buy that'll make small, like, roomettes and things like that. And they're pretty cool. And if you got a couple extra bucks, you want to sink them into doing that. Look into roomettes. Uh, There's a couple other ones out there as well. Um, Check them out. However, if you get online and you search Google, search like storefronts or the if you're let's say it's inside of a coffee shop, look up coffee shop interior or look up inside of coffee shop, and then go to Google Photos, and you'll be surprised. You'll be able to find stuff that you can actually put. Either, you know, make a small room and stick it on the inside of the wall, inner walls, and put the detail on from a photograph. Right. You know, and and I think that would look cool. You put a put a floor down. Take some. Uh, you can get. You can e- easily find floor coverings like carpets and rugs and everything else put in there um, online just from Google Photos. Find this stuff and you put it where on the surfaces that you want. Right, right. To show what you Just want. Just textures. Uh, textures, yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely, definitely explore it. Try it. You mm-hmm. know, but make sure you're doing it when the thing's going to be displayed at eye level, so it's going to catch your eye. Right. Otherwise, if it's too low, yeah, it's
0: got to na- be at a it's got to be a natural angle.
1: Right. If it's if it's at a even if it's lit up and it's at a low angle, yeah. I mean, not ever. Your people may not ever look in that, so it's a waste.
0: So, right. Anyhow, next. All right, uh, Ron Piscoll, what are your favorite, what are your Thanksgiving favorites? So we're going to each do one dish, because I could go on for another another hour on Absolute that. Absolute favorites of what? What is your Thanksgiving favorites?
1: Oh. Uh,
0: Pick okay, one dish. What's, what's
1: yours?
0: My favorite Thanksgiving dish is baked corn. <laughs>
1: I love that. I love baked corn, but my favorite is mashed potatoes. Okay. With gravy. Nice. I love mashed potatoes. I could eat mashed potatoes all day long and never ever get tired of them.
0: I'd be 6,000 pounds. So, I'll add on this one. This one's the next question from Dan Banks. Um, what Thanksgiving dish could you pass on?
1: Oh, I'll tell you one. Can I go first on this? Yes. Um, you're all going to hate me turkey okay i don't like turkey I, I it's the only time of year i eat this stuff you know what i don't yeah. like what i don't I, like i don't dislike turkey i just don't eat it often i'll eat my turkey tomorrow okay but i, I don't eat i don't i generally don't eat turkey i'll eat turkey in a sandwich like, yeah
0: i know what you mean that. i know Go what ahead. you mean you know what mine is right. i could pass on that Sweet potato, whatever yam dish, whatever it is oh, with the marshmallows yeah, on top. Yeah, the marshmallows, dude. The marshmallows,
1: mother makes that. I don't know why my mom makes that because
0: nobody touches the marshmallows. Man, it's the marshmallows.
1: Yeah, what the hell do they she just do with it? <laughs> uh, oh, 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 I don't There's like it.
0: It's a giant casserole full of that. Oh, I hate Before it. I don't like it. It's, it's
1: terrible. I'm not a sweet potato yam guy though.
0: So, yes. I like sweet potatoes when they're like candied and they're in like a, that that brown sugar you know. Well
1: that's what they do in that
0: in that dish. Yeah but not with marshmallows. It's uh. the marshmallows that do it for me. I just can't get yeah, over it.
1: Pretty, why would they, they do that? I don't like the
0: marshmallows. They- it's just oh, I can't. Yeah. The sight of it just like gets me going. <laughs> Yo I can lick the mayonnaise off of a knife when I put it on a sandwich but I yeah. can't eat that shit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Alright. When, yeah. This one's from Dan Banks. When you first started scratch building, when you first started building craftsman kits, did you schedule your time at the bench? No. Yeah, i
1: never, ever scheduled
0: time. Nah, just bench. when I got time, I get in and I work. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you get
0: in, you bang it out. This one's man, enough, another Thanksgiving oh. one. Leftovers, turkey sandwiches or open-faced with gravy?
1: Oh, my God, turkey sandwiches with mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Cold turkey sandwiches with mayonnaise are freaking insane they are they are it's and now now we're getting into the turkey that i'll eat
0: you know what i really like to do i like taking i like taking a like a microwavable bowl yeah and i put the turkey i put i put i put swiss cheese on the bottom of the bowl uh-huh and then i put my turkey on top of the swiss cheese in the bowl yeah uh-huh. and then i microwave it for like 30 seconds yeah and then i dump that on my bread Oh. Because then, the, when you dump it upside down, the cheese is on top. Hot turkey is on the bottom. Cheese melts over to turkey,
2: oh, and then you got yeah. turkey
0: and Swiss sandwich. Oh man, dude, is that oh is that good or what?
1: Yeah, I, I guess. Ooh, I, I and like, then and you I put like a turkey and mayonnaise sandwich. Man. Put a little bit of
0: ranch on it. Yeah, that's man, that's killer right there. All right, um, last. I'm hungry, man. I'm I know. really excited for tomorrow. You can't ever go wrong with pumpkin pie either.
1: Oh my God! Pumpkin pie, any pie, or your grandmother's <laughs> cheesecake. Oh my God.
0: Grandma's cheesecake is pretty damn good. Oh my
1: grandma! Grandma's cheesecake is. A, I've had. I am a cheesecake connoisseur, and I will tell you this: there's nobody's cheesecake tops your grandmother's cheesecake, and that. And that's not. I'm not just saying that. I've tried cheesecakes in New York, Chicago. I've had them.
0: Okay. Well, Grandma used to have people buy them from her.
1: We. She used to make them for restaurants.
0: Hundreds of them. Yeah. 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 Lots. Yeah. All right. Next question, Steve Grimes. He's got two questions. After all of your extremely passionate ranting over the last 150 plus episodes about various commercial weathering products not being necessary because you have some, because you you got some pastels with a coupon, do you feel dirty or ashamed about suddenly discovering ammo and having no, to I don't, and have wait ashamed about anything? No. And have and and. and Of discovering ammo and having to admit that all these products actually contribute differently to weathering processes. No, I don't feel guilty or ashamed. Because I still use both. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't feel
1: guilty about anything I've ever talked about on this show.
0: So, I will never say that the Michaels or craft store brand chalk pastels that we grind down in the pigments are inferior or superior to I use them
1: all the time. They're, they're just the pigments.
0: They, they still have their place, man. I'll, I'll always use them. I still will always use them because I can pick a pack of them up for $7 and they last me yeah. three years. Don't um, me wrong. I do like the pigments from like, but MMA. they do, but they do something different. It's they're di- a little stronger too, it, but it's so. different. Yeah, it's different. I, they'll never replace them. I'll never feel ashamed. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and and I still use
1: craft paints although I use those paints too. It's using many different uh materials or or, or media. It's an arsenal. You know? Yeah, it's an arsenal. It's what you want to do and I will never geek, Trying to figure out how to work them where they complement each other.
0: Yeah. That's the cool part. Yeah, it's your arsenal. You got to yeah. you got to But and and here's the thing like we still realize that a lot of people can't afford ammo or AK or right. or any of these. A lot cheap. of these other ones, so not they cheap. go. I'm not gonna lie. So they go to the. You know, we. I will always still use all of them. I'll use yeah. all of them.
1: We're gonna have them on our show eventually, okay? A rep from their show, and I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat anything and blow smoke up their ass. I'm gonna tell them flat out. I use everything. I, I mean, I don't well, I you, those, no, but you know what though? Stuff. Those yeah, guys, those better. guys
0: would admit that you have to use everything,
1: right? They, they do too.
0: So yeah. um, you know, yeah, I, no but yeah. That, so that's 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 uh, that's my that's that's my answer to that.
1: Right.
0: Uh, this is question two. Is the fact that you got hooked up with some free stuff for contributing to your enthusiasm? Is it? Is the fact that you got hooked up with some? F- stuff for free contributing to your enthusiasm or has a light bulb moment just dropped? No. Again, huh? again, we, we, is this? Is this yeah, Steve has three questions. No, um, What's his name? Steven. Oh, okay. Steve. We would, we wouldn't like, we, we don't, you know,
1: we don't trumpet our products out there. We've gotten for free from people.
0: We don't trumpet.
1: We've never talked about, We've never put them on our show um, because they sucked, okay. But we've never talked about whose products those were.
0: But okay? well, no, but that's not the point. the, the, the point is, just be, you know, just because we have our show and we have manufacturers on and, and whatnot is not is it doesn't mean we're going to say that they're f- superior to others. No, it, and it, and it doesn't add to the it doesn't add to our opinion of it because I still love the cheapo brand
1: right?
0: or like the, the not the, you know, the craft store brand stuff too. Right. But no, I mean, I, we've always said that, you know, those brands are great. Yeah. But then at the same time, we always love going back to the old, the old tried and true method of the, the craft store cheapo brands.
1: True. But what I'm trying to say is those of you have listened to us for 150 some episodes. Okay. We're 156 now. So if you've listened to us that many times and we have not. If you've listened to us, you should know us by now that if it wasn't very good. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to bring it up.
0: Yeah, because I don't want you to waste your money on it.
1: Right. I'm not going to direct you to somewhere where you're buying something just because they gave me free product. We've, Like I said, we've had free product given to us. Well, it- that we and well, didn't feature or even talk about because we didn't feel it was
0: it was so worthwhile let me, for you people to know about. Let me wrap up that question. Mm-hmm. We don't have we we don't we've never had a guest on our show for the sake of receiving a product. Yeah, we've only ever had people on our show to introduce other people in the hobby. To these products or to get to to hear from those manufacturers because sometimes you don't hear their voices. Um, We've never gone about this just like how we have dropped Patreon. Um, We've never gone about this from the idea of like, ooh, you know, we're going to get this thing or we're going to do this or we're going to talk to those people. We just want to, we just like connecting manufacturers and manufacturers and we just like connecting manufacturers and other model builders with other model builders. Yeah. So that's that. All right. He's got one more question. Will you withdraw your rants and join the rest of the world now? Or will you occasionally just drop a rant for old time's sake? We're always going to rant about stuff, Steven. My dad just ranted tonight. What? Everything, our rants. Why would I drop them? I don't know.
1: What? What kind of goofy question is that? <laughs> I'm gonna rant. I'm gonna rant, and I'm gonna bitch, and I'm gonna moan and I'm gonna cry. Listen, my and dad's just a grumpy With your last question, my dad's just this a grumpy old, old dude. Question. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, if it's something I don't agree with or I don't like, I'm gonna call it out and I'm gonna say what it is. And I don't care who it is or what their product is or what. Yeah. You know, if If I don't like it, I'm gonna rant about it. Am I gonna drop my rant? No. If we drop our rant, you people won't listen. And how fun will that be? You know, you're not going to get to hear us complain or, or hear about the things that, you know, that, that upset us. You know, that, <laughs> like, isn't that part of the fun? Is that you, you get to hear us rant now and
0: then? Every you know, now and then, like, one of us goes off the deep end.
1: Right. If you don't like the rant, if you don't like us ranting, well, then tune into another student that doesn't rant. I don't know. But whatever, this is what we do. We're all not going right. to change who we are. No. We are who
0: we are. All right. We have one Enjoy. more comment, and this one is from our actual Facebook page from Matt Bowersox. When do you say is enough enough? When do you say enough is enough for details and move on to the next build? I we've all got we've all been there, Matthew, and um, I think when you start to there there's a moment that clicks in your head where you're like now I'm just trying to look for shit to add to this build, like now i'm now I'm scrounging around to look for something else to add. I need to move on. you know what I'm talking about Dad yeah, yeah, like when you've when you've done the details that make the building look great or the scene look great, and then you start scrounging around, you're like, oh, what else can I add? ooh, and then you start to like you realize like, oh, you know now I'm just like going overboard and I'm I'm intentionally going out of my way to add more and more and more that's just not necessary, you'll know when that moment hits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're building a junkyard, you can just go crazy and buck wild and add a whole bunch of junk. But, um, you know, I'm looking at here, I'm looking at your, um, the the, Franklin South Manchester kit you built, the the lumberyard.
2: Yeah.
0: And B. Seagulls. You know what I'm talking
1: about. Right, right.
0: You got to a point where you're like, ah, that's enough detail. I'm done. So how did you get to that point? Um Like what was I, that what was that moment when you're building a kit too? For me it's like when I start anytime, anytime for, I'm building a kit. I'm looking at it and I'm like,
1: Yes, I need to add this, yes I need to add that. I'm as I'm building them saying hey when i get to the end i want to add this detail i want to add that detail and when i get to it and i look at it i you, you might have a hundred plans for what how much detailing or weathering you're going to add to something and then all of a sudden you go well you know um i'm going to i'm going to say no no more I'm looking at it, I look at, it at every angle, I pick it up, I take a peek, peek at it from every angle, and once I get to that point where I don't want to overdo it, but I wanna, but I want it to look just right, or, or this is the whole way through the build, you're telling yourself mentally, this is what I'm envisioning.
2: Mm-hmm. This
1: is what I want to see. And when I get to that point and I see that point, that you have to be able to stop yourself. And say, okay, that's it. This is where I envisioned it. This is where it's at, and that's where I'm stopping. Because if you don't, you'll continue to keep weathering and keep weathering and you'll over weather or you'll darken it. Or you'll you know or or you'll change a shade in some way that's gonna ruin it. And in your mind, not ruin it as a model. Other modelers may look at it and go, Oh, that's good great. But in your head, you wanna hit what you I don't build these things for what you wanna see it. I want, I build this thing for what I want to see it as. Okay, I know where it's going to fit on my layout. I know what section of town or where it's going to be located on along a track side where it's going to have certain amount of detail that it needs to have, and certain amount of details that'll be overkill. Okay, that is my mentality. That's how I. That's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And 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 oftentimes when I'm building, I'll I'll reach that point where it's like, okay, well if I add any more to this, it's just going to be over the top. Like it's not realistic. Yeah. I think, right, I think, right. I think it just depends on the build. You'll know when you hit that moment where it's like, this is too much or you, or you're stretching. It's like becoming a stretch now to make it seem realistic. Right. Right. Exactly. So, or you run out of detail parts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just yeah. run out of stuff. Right. But, hey, that wraps up our questions of the week. Um, What do we got at the end here? Music of the week.
1: No, music of the
0: week should wrap it up, I think. And, um, oh, okay,
1: music of the week. For me today, I know it sounds really goofy, but I was listening to uh, Kid Rock tonight. And at work, I was listening well, here at my workbench. This week, I was also listening to some uh, Rat Pack or Frank Sinatra, which we've done. I talked about before, but now I'm doing the Christmas music. Nice. So I've been into the Christmas music. I'm feeling Christmassy this year, and I normally don't. So, you know, you live with me all your life. Oh, yeah. uh, Well, for 20-some years of your life. Okay, and so you know um, Mm. I've never always been the most enthusiastic christmas person until we got to the week of christmas but uh for some reason this year i'm pumped up about it i don't know why i am i maybe it's maybe it's everything that's been going on um uh, this for 2020 i'm anxious for something positive and i want to keep upbeat i don't know i don't think that's it i don't know why it is but i'm i'm into that man nice so i, I listen to christmas music.
0: okay that's cool though yeah um I'm not I'm not again not proud of what I've been listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a I sent you some I sent you it the other week the other day. Um I've been listening to an artist called Yellow Wolf. He's a rapper. It's weird shit, dude. So it's kind of strange rap yep. music, but that's what I've been listening to. Not going to lie. Oh
1: yeah, you did send me that. That is goofy.
0: Yellow Wolf, and uh what was the other yeah. one I sent yeah um
1: I, don't know. I i I listened to Yellow Wolf for about a minute, and I was like Nah.
0: the other one I was sure thing, the other one was a guy named Hobson, but hey I've been oh, in, yeah, yeah. I've been in this rap mode right now lately, so hey, yeah. it is what it is. I was into the old kid rock, and then I guess again,
1: christmas music music, so um. Last uh, final notes. Uh, final notes for me um, is we have a guest next week. We will have Greg uh, from uh, Mountain Goat Models. Greg, uh, uh, is that Mountain Goat Models? Yep, Mountain Goat Greg. Mountain Goat Greg, and we will have him on. He's a great modeller and uh, Greg
0: Baker. I'm. I'm. A, he's been. He's been following us since the beginning. I'm excited to he's he's have him on.
1: Awards on on um, Model Railroader Magazine uh recently and uh he's he's a great uh he's 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 also been a supporter of us. Uh great guy and um we would like to have him on the show. He's a good modeler. Well we are gonna have
0: him on the support.
1: show. Yes. So we'll have that and then this weekend for all you people out there that have won the Halloween cost, uh contest I do have the um the model stuff to send out. We will be shipping that out hopefully this weekend. And getting it out to you, people. I know you've been waiting for that. So uh, we do have your prizes, and we will be getting them out to you. Nice, nice. That's it. That's what I have this week. And I want to tell everybody out there on my behalf, uh, happy Thanksgiving. And thank you for supporting us for two and a half years. Yeah. Or three years, almost three years now, I guess. Well, it was and, established
0: um, in the fall of 2017, so three years.
1: Right, three years. So um, I want to thank you for all that. That's what I'm thankful for, all of you. Um, yes, we're going to keep continuing to do what we do. We love all you. Yep. Have a good Thanksgiving.
0: Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone.